0: Hello, Jasperino here. As you all know, Roman and I can talk. So, what happened was, our last podcast that you're listening to now, which is The Exorcist, ran into the six-hour range, because we talked about a lot of stuff. So, we decided to break this episode in half. This is part two of William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist. We are coming in directly after we listen to the trailer for the movie. So, if you have not listened to part one, I would highly recommend you go back and do that to set the mood going into this. And now, without further ado, we present to you guys The Exorcist.
1: (laughs) And now, our feature presentation.
0: So do you have chills, man? Like it, from it, the uh, preview. Look the, this, thr- the trailer.
2: Yeah, it like I am like <laughs> this movie was pretty dope. I can't I can't say like anything bad to so, even.
0: Can I tell a story about this?
2: Yeah, let me hear what you got.
0: Well, no, it involves you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roman had never seen this movie before. Now, right, right, right. and I didn't know that um, he had. Uh, <laughs> we were trying to figure out a time to get together and the day we were supposed to do this you know i was like you coming over and he's like yeah yeah we're good we're good he goes oh, the problem is i haven't watched the movie yet i was like oh shit because yeah, i understand you've been busy busy guy i'm getting busy too shit right but i was like uh well you've seen it he's he never seen it it's like really <laughs> he goes yeah and now the worst part is <laughs> he's like would you say my chicken shit ass gotta go watch it by myself in the dark <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because my thought was
2: i was gonna get up i was gonna watch it you know in the daytime and I, like if i needed to because i'm look, i'm not like a, a super like fucking thriller I, like i can watch thrillers and stuff like that but when it comes to supernatural stuff it's like oof, you know right c- clearly we both have seen shit you know yep. right so, <laughs> so i
0: was like Ooh, it's like well, stoking the fire i'm yeah. like yeah I'd rather not so i was like are you already on your way and he's like yeah i said well fuck just come over and well you can watch it here and i'll watch it again i don't care you know
2: i was like hell yeah
0: i was actually looking forward to watching it all the way through without stopping cuz when i watch the movie i do a lot of ha- i have to pause a lot cuz i'm making notes and i write really fast cuz i i'm trying to pause as little as possible mm-hmm. uh but i still end up pausing a lot so but yeah, you came over. and We watched it. So Ro it was, watched it i with was about to say it was me, you, and Ro. Ro and fell uh, asleep right as the good shit was starting. Right as the good shit. I'm like, don't fall asleep. This shit's gonna give you some fucked up dreams if you're just hearing it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and then after the movie, well, we can talk about after the movie. I guess after we do the review. Right, right, right. So, and I gotta get on my shit. This whole review that we do of the movies mm-hmm. was supposed to have an intro. It's supposed to call the. It's supposed to be called the Be Kind Rewind.
1: Mm-hmm
0: get it. You, yeah, know yeah, no, no, you know no no right? i understand oh. i get it but i never did it like okay. i it was one of my big plans when i first wrote everything down for this podcast and i never did like you know the tale of the tape right it was with that whole thing that this segment was called the be kind rewind because gotcha. we're rewinding the movie and watching it uh-huh. and then i had another one where i was going to find all the tropes in the movie and call it the trope dope gotcha but we never did that either i kind of let that one go because i already had the tail of the tape it's got a boxing theme right i kind of overdid it just a Tad. Just a Tad. So anyway. Just a Tad. Just a Tad. Ti- I mean, just a
2: Tad. Oh, just a Tad. I mean, uh, no, no.
0: Anyway. So <laughs> The Exorcist was released on December. <laughs> this is great. December 26, 1973. They're like, The day you. after thank Christmas. Thank you,
2: Jesus. Here you go, Satan. <laughs> right.
0: Could you imagine? There's probably a bunch of people. So this movie, I assume, was probably hyped yes coming out there was probably a bunch of people with family in town and they were like hey before you go home let's go see the exorcist <laughs> <laughs> yo so uh, i don't want like, my christmas dinner leftovers anymore one of the
2: uh one of the cool things that we you know we do from time to time on christmas is we go to the movies right like so i think that would have been like Dude, badass
0: i wonder if it opened at midnight right something cool oh, like my god that. That would think, have been so much fun.
2: Do you think they would have did that then? Maybe. Because I know
0: we went and saw Krampus on Christmas night.
2: See, so I I know like that's and like that was a, a lot of fun, like a a progressive you know thing. I think 70s. It was uh, probably a little different, right? I, like as far as you know, wild as the 70s were and shit right. like that. I don't
0: think that they'd be like, yeah, we're gonna open it up at 12. Right. I
2: think that's like it's undecent a- to and open the crazy that, thing that is, late.
0: That, I, that dawned on me as I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. Dude, Vietnam was still happening. Oh, my god. When this movie it was released. It definitely was. Because that didn't end until 75. Right. The Fall of Saigon. And, yeah, so that kind of tripped me out a little bit. So I'm like, man. Damn. So anyway, this movie was directed by William Friedkin. Uh, it was written by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the novel. Gotcha. And it stars. So this
2: is probably as close as it can be to. Oh, yeah. This was his vision. This okay. was
0: absolutely his vision. He had to cut a bunch of stuff out because uh, right. the. I've never read the book. I've always wanted to, and it's really weird because I actually found it at the thrift store a couple really? months ago, and I didn't have any money. I was there burning some time while I was waiting for to go somewhere, mm. and I'm like, of course I find this. I don't have a dime to my name really? right now to oh. buy it. And It was like two dollars, but you can find it pretty easily everywhere. So. so
2: my my thought with this is because I know when it comes down to, um, uh, what is his name? Stephen King movies. Right, like The Shining, for
0: example. They oh said god. it is
2: it is like night and day different. Well, I think we
0: talked about that on here. That um, mm-hmm. um, what's his face? Uh, oh my god, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. read Stephen King's script and just pretty much tore it up and threw it away. Which is like and rewrote shit. it himself. Yeah.
2: So don't get me wrong. You know that's a fucking beautiful movie you know it like, is an amazing
0: movie you know, and i recently bought on voodoo because mm-hmm. they got me with that damn two for one sale <laughs> they had the package of um see
2: this is why you didn't have any money right yeah but i think you've almost plugged voodoo every
0: right they should <laughs> like uh every fucking they thing. should be an official sponsor I, I fucking love it dude. they it's, should as as much as i love vhs and physical mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. It's too damn easy to just oh I want to watch Harley Quinn click you oh, like click man. okay cool. I like that movie that's an old eighties movie it's four ninety nine for the stuff are you kidding me click
2: look that should be like a seven hundred tapes like fucking you know hashtag or something that right. gets them you know uh, what is it a coupon something. code yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> just enter 700 tapes at checkout. Right. <laughs> can get you 700 pennies off when you buy, <laughs> when, you buy uh, when you only when you buy 80s horror. <laughs> right,
2: it's something like that. <laughs> but no, they had the, Or Harley
0: Quinn. They had um <laughs> The Shining mm-hmm. and Doctor Sleep in a bundle.
2: So I I I've, I've, I've still have yet seen I Doctor haven't watched
0: it yet either. I fucking bought it like 2 months ago and I haven't watched Doctor Damn, Sleep you've been yet. been sleeping on Doctor Sleep. 1 yeah. yeah. wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> He's here to authority, folks. Charlie Veal. <laughs> His mother sucks cocks in hell. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to disparage your mama. I apologize. We'll say that for Mother's don't, Day. Don't be talking about my mama. Deacon's not here to stab me in, stab the, back, me in the back, so we can't do it properly. <laughs> so Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil. It's an actress playing an actress. That's pretty funny. Right. Max von Sydow as Father Marin, who we found out was not as old as he was supposed to be in this movie. Right. Lee J. Cobb as Lieutenant William Keterman. This character, William Keterman, comes back in The Exorcist 3 and is portrayed by George C. Scott. Oh, nice. Dude, so fucking crazy. Yeah, George C. Scott, you wouldn't think of him as a horror movie guy. Right. But he was also, he was in The Exorcist Mm 3, and he was also in... um, Oh, man, people are throwing their phones now. Damn. He was in uh, The Uninvited.
2: Oh, okay. Is
0: that what it was called? When he was the uh, composer, his wife and kid died in a car accident, he ended up living with a ghost. And it was like one of those uh, mystery, like, the ghost the just their body found type thing. Oh, like I mean? Stir of Echoes. Yeah, you know, exactly. The,
2: uh, with Daughter's Bones or yep. whatever that movie is called. Yep. Yeah.
0: Jason Karras, I mean, Jason Miller is Father Karras. <laughs> Who I spelled his name, I wrote his name 50 different times in the notes and probably spelled it 50 different ways and never the way it's spelled here. Right. Linda Blair is Reagan. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Our father, Richard art in heaven. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, this movie's vulgar as shit. Oh, yeah, it is. William O'Malley is Father Dyer, who also comes back in The Exorcist 3, but not with the same actor. It's a different actor. It's really cool because it's like 20 years later, Mm -hmm. and they really tell you about the friendship that Father Dyer and Lieutenant Keterman kind of made at the end of the movie. Remember at the end of The Exorcist? They they were were walking. He's like, you want to go see a movie? You want to grab some lunch? So, by The Exorcist 3, they've been meeting every week and going to a movie together every week for, like, 20 years. And then they go have lunch at this cafe. It's so fucking cool. So, my, my thought with that, you know, when he's like,
2: hey, you want to go, you know, meet a movie? You want to go see a movie? This dude's blah, fucking blah, blah, blah. lonely. Because he yeah. was hitting up
0: Karis to do that, too. For sure. It's kind of funny.
2: I was like, oh, this guy, does he sucks sticking? Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: You ready for these numbers? Yeah, I want to hear this movie cost eleven million dollars to make. Gotcha. Its worldwide gross: mm-hmm. four hundred and forty-one million oh, three hundred six thousand one hundred and forty-five dollars. Holy shit! That's worldwide. Shit. In the U.S., it was two hundred and thirty-two million.
2: Opening weekend. Opening, opening. weekend. I'm because I'm not looking.
0: I, I, eight, eight million. Damn. On opening. It damn near made all its money back the first fucking weekend it was open.
2: Damn. Yeah. Damn.
0: Fucking crazy. Damn. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, we are actually watching the version you've never seen. Time which out. was not that the... That's some kind of flub. Yeah. That's some kind of flub. I, I
2: was like, know. that has to be. It says 2000. but And it says September 24th. Yeah. That's my sister's birthday, by the way. But, oh. you know, that's crazy.
0: Right. Fuck. Like, so, right? So, we're watching the the version you've never seen, which is not the theatrical version, but I had a lot of fun with people going, you ever seen The Exorcist? Yeah. False. You have not, because this says the version you've never seen. It was fucking hilarious. I got a lot of people with that. Nobody else thought it was as funny as I did, for some reason. That was funny. So
2: holy shit like yeah, that's that dude to be honest that has to be. that's
0: probably the biggest money-making movie that yep. we've covered so I, far look, i couldn't have said it one of the trivias <laughs> is if you adjust for inflation mm-hmm. it's the highest grossing rated r movie of all time
2: so the, so if i'm not mistaken i think gone with the wind you know adjusted for inflation and uh-huh. stuff like that is the highest grossing movie, movie period ever. i guess that probably so this like is probably PG. number two
0: yeah i think that's probably why they pointed out rated r movie right Frankly, Roman, I don't give a damn. He said, I don't, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I, oh crazy. My God. I wish fuck. they would do a, I wish Jordan Peele could do a reboot on Gone with the Wind. Man. So just because I want to hear a dude go, frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. I good ball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: Like on, uh, what was it? Haunted House? He said. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck. Fuck. <laughs>
0: I love that uh, movie. That movie's so stupid, but it's so funny. what you talking about, Hami? Hami? <laughs> Yo, that shit was so funny. Yeah, Gabriel Iglesias was in that too, wasn't he? Uh,
2: was that Haunted House? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think he is. He wasn't the priest. Cedric the Entertainer is.
0: Cedric the Entertainer was the priest. Yes. They came to the house. Yes. <laughs> I love Cedric. him. <laughs> so the scene where Reagan projectile vomits at Father Karras only required one take. The vomit was intended to hit Jason Miller in the chest, but the plastic tubing misfired, hitting him in the face. His yeah. reaction of shock and disgust while wiping away the vomit is genuine. It's real. And Miller admitted in an interview that he was very angry at the mistake. <laughs> like he, he shot was me pissed in my off. fucking mouth. I'm <laughs> sure some smartass on set was like, it's not the first time he's been shot in the face probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. And then, um, what's his face? Uh Oh, shit. What was the dude's name from the Warriors? Uh, the tough guy. Ajax? Ajax was there and he's like, fucking faggot. <laughs> he's like a faggot. bunch of wimps. You scare that little girl, you are like a bunch of wimps. <laughs> I want to see, dude, I want that death match Reagan versus Ajax. I want to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Power of my fist compels you, bitch. <laughs> He's still got that. He still got that park bench handcuffed to his hands. So he's like swinging it around like a weapon and just nailing her with it. <laughs>
2: I can imagine this going down in Celebrity Deathmatch. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so get this. Due to death threats against Linda Blair from Religious Zealots who believe the film glorified Satan, Warner Brothers had bodyguards protecting her for six months after the film's release. Wow yeah, you're working with Satan and we love God, so we're going to kill you. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. Wow. So this is Warner Brothers' highest grossing film of all time when adjusted for inflation. I think we talked about that. On the first day of filming the exorcism sequence, Linda Blair's delivery of her foul-mouthed dialogue so disturbed the gentlemanly Max von Sydow that he actually forgot his lines. (laughs) Damn. Dude, she starts right off the bat. He walks in the bedroom and he's like, Hey, Ray, go inside. He's like, fuck you, you fucking fucker. my Goddamn, fucking kiss my ass. I stick your cock in my ass, motherfucker. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Holy shit. He's like, or unholy. Alrighty then. <laughs> I could see Will Ferrell in that role, making that Will Ferrell face and going, that escalated quickly. Okay.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Right? Wow. Father Dyer is played by William O'Malley, an actual priest who, in 2012, taught at Fordham Prep in a Jesuit high school. What? So, Father Dyer was an actual priest. That's weird that he would be in this movie. Because it's a very blasphemous movie. Very, very, Um, very. The original trailer, which consisted of nothing but images of white-faced demon quickly flashing in and out of darkness, was banned in many theaters as it was deemed too frightening.
2: The crazy thing is,
0: it is right. It is like this. That's one of the things that your mind catches it.
2: Yeah, and you see it, and it's it's just a flash. And the funny thing is, it's it's probably like a zombie face, you know.
0: Like actually, I read further into the trivia. Mm -hmm. That was the first makeup effect for Reagan, and they rejected it, but they had taken pictures of it, and they wanted to use it, so that's why they did that. That get, was originally what she was going to look like.
2: If you really look at it, like because I can, I can picture it, you know, right now.
0: Yeah, of course you can, because they, they kept flashing it at you.
2: I'm like, it's not scary, but how they do it makes <laughs> it scary. If that makes right. sense, like absolutely, we've seen numerous things that are, you know, yeah. fucking ten times worse.
0: I've woken up with worse
2: staring me in the face. Right. You're like, holy shit, that was last right. night. Right. What? <laughs> the goddamn beer. Right. Right. <laughs> no but in all honesty like i can i can picture their face and it 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 seems like something you know like a a rejected zombie that you know pretty much what it was make the cut that was one of the
0: first makeup trials
2: like when you see it it's like uh but the way that it's shot and that quick flash
0: because you don't get a clear look at it
2: right it's that's scary right that i think that adds to the the mystique very well done or the mistake.
0: <laughs> ah, <da-da. laughs> Upon its initial theatrical release, the film affected many audiences so strongly that at many theaters, paramedics were called to treat people who fainted and others who went into hysterics. You guys kind of heard that at the beginning of the program. I was playing some of those reels, news reels of people freaking out.
2: Look, I want to go to a movie where they, you know, they ask me some shit afterwards because I think I'd be, i go like viral.
0: Right. Oh my fucking. Oh my goodness gracious. Is I is I know. I like that. I never held my jacket up over my face like this. She was like, I can't look the girl was like, I don't know why I've had
2: to come out in here and you know, she said she had to go out into the lobby and she's like, But I want to go back.
0: And then the guy goes, Are you gonna go back in? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I put that one in there. It was so fucking funny. Get this. Jack Nicholson was up for the part of Father Karis before Jason Miller landed the role. William Friedkin thought he was too unholy to ever play a priest.
2: <laughs> and I, to be honest, I think that would have kind of put him in a horror trope—not not a horror trope, but a horror, you know,
0: stare, st- Typecast? cast. Yeah, I don't. I think Jack Nicholson... its like it's like one of the other movies we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think it was Con Air with them putting Bruce Willis in the movie. Mm-hmm. He would have Jack Nicholson would have owned the... They, he would have owned the movie. like Because gotcha. he was Jack fucking Nicholson. And this was right around that time. I think Chinatown had just come out. Okay. Dude, yeah, he was super, super famous. And I could just see him. The power of Christ compels you, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would... It wouldn't have... It
2: wouldn't have went well though. Right. I'm like it. As as much as I like Jack Nicholson, it, it seems
0: just, like we got this little girl and she's got something in her, and it wasn't <laughs> me. It's some kind of demon or some shit. <laughs> oh
2: shit, that is funny. Oh my god. That to be honest, it's like Anthony Hopkins in anything.
0: Right. It doesn't matter how long. Right. He,
2: doesn't matter how long he's in the movie. Doesn't matter for. if he's
0: humping a guy's leg and talking about she's a whore of Satan. Right.
2: It legitimately like. He takes over the movie. He's right. in uh, the the fucking the werewolf movie. The, oh, the movie yeah. They redid. The Wolfman. There we go. That movie's
0: amazing. God. A lot of people talk shit about it. I,
2: I didn't think it was bad. It I was, like it.
0: It's like a, I, a six and a half for fucking me. Fucking Benicio Del Toro was the goddamn Wolfman. It just seems... Real, it's a slow burn. The little kid in me was just jumping all over the place because it was so old school Universal type shit mm-hmm. with updated CGI and and effects, and I was like, oh. I like, and I've never I seen,
2: it. I've never seen the actual Wolfman. Oh my
0: god! So, so I think if you watched it, I almost picked that as one of the movies for this month, but gotcha. I didn't. But maybe next year. Maybe. But I think if you watch it, it'll give you a greater appreciation for the Anthony Hopkins one.
2: Well, and and to be honest, he's he's really not in the movie like that, right? But he fucking
0: steals the movie. Well, even if you think about it, he wasn't in Silence of the Lambs that much either. And That's he's all not, anybody talks about is the shit he was in.
2: Even though they, he doesn't say, hello, Clarice.
0: Hello, Clarice. No, he says that in the other movie. I think. He but, says that in um, the one that What's-Her-Face plays Clarice instead of Jodie Foster. Um, she picks up the phone. He's like, hello, Clarice. What but he everybody he in Silence of the Lambs?
2: He's, uh... It's not. It's not that though, because that's that's the thing that everybody thinks, I and mean, yep. it's not. I can't think Mandela of what Mandela effect, right there.
0: Pretty close um, to it. It is
2: one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe.
0: The Exorcist is the first horror film to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. The only other one is Get Out in 2017, Jaws in 1975, Silence of the Lambs in 1991, and The Sixth Sense in 1999. All were nominated and Silence of the Lambs won, but these films are not designated as horror films on IMDB. Interesting. Okay. They I guess they would call them films with horror elements.
2: So my thought is with this list, they couldn't have put that shit in like chronological order, because that was killing me. It said get out. Then it goes back to, you know, You're right. Jaws. Yeah. Silence of the Lamb. It know. should
0: have gone Jaws. Science of the Land, Sixth Sense, Get Out. Yeah. Like, Crazy.
2: That kind of fucked me up.
0: Right? <laughs> it made your, uh, what's that? Uh, OCD. OCD. go it's like, off the ah. church. Not your BBG. If, you saw, my, if you saw my
2: house, you'd be like, yeah, you're definitely not OCD. Right.
0: Though often cited as one of the most shocking scenes in cinema, the crucifix masturbation scene was actually greatly toned down from that of the novel. In the source book, the scene is much longer gorier and sexually explicit with Reagan suffering a broken nose, butchery of her genitals, and orgasming. Was, Who the fuck thinks I'm of this I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: You haven't dated some chicks I have, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm not going to say that. Because people it. Never mind. Linda Blair received her best supporting Actress actress Oscar nomination before it was widely known that previous supporting actress winner Mercedes McCambridge had actually provided the voice of the demon by Academy rules. Once Blair was given the nomination, it cannot be withdrawn, but the controversy about Blair being given credit for another actress's work ruined her chances of winning the award. What? So an actress named Mercedes McCambridge did all the voices of the demon on a soundstage. And in fact, there's another trivia that says Linda Blair and Mercedes McCambridge Never met each other during filming. Wow. Yeah. All and this lady was like choking herself and smoking cigarettes and drinking a lot and getting drunk and all. And they had her actually physically tied to a chair. Damn. As she so she would sound a lot of breath and shit as she was saying the lines. Yeah, craziness.
2: So okay, so she received the. So Linda Blair received
0: the nomination. Gotcha. But. Didn't win the award because she was actually was another actress's voice that she would have been getting credit for, which I kind of get.
2: I understand too. So I I just had to make it make sense in my head. So they couldn't give it to her because it technically wasn't her, even though it was her. Uh huh. Yeah, because she's lending support from support, I guess. (laughs) And they couldn't withdraw it. They said Right. right,
0: exactly. Director William Friedkin eventually asked technical advisor Thomas Brigham to exercise the set. He refused, saying an exorcism might increase anxiety. Reverend Bringingham, I think it says, Birmingham, I think it is, wound up visiting the set and gave a blessing and talked to reassure the cast and crew. I heard so many untruths and fallacies about this movie growing up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know how the clock stops in the movie? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was in youth group in church, they scared the shit out of us about seeing this movie. They're like, no, actual demons will come out of the movie. Like... When they were filming this movie, all the clocks on set would stop, and they wouldn't start again until filming stopped. Not true. They also said Anton LaVey, the high priest of the Satanic Church, was Mm -hmm. the technical advisor of this movie. Also untrue. All right. All kinds of crazy shit. They said a bunch of people on the set got murdered. Mysterious. That was poltergeist, by the way. Not true about The Exorcist. So, I don't know.
2: Poltergeist, yes. Yes. Get this.
0: The studio wanted Marlon Brando for the role of Father Marin. Wow. Yeah. William Freed can immediately veto this by stating that with Brando in the film, it would become a Brando movie instead of the important film he was trying to make. Makes sense. Right.
2: For sure.
0: Ellen Burstyn agreed to do the movie only if her character didn't have to say the scripted line, I believe in the devil. The producers agreed to eliminate the utterance. Well, guess what, Ellen? You don't believe in the devil, but he believes in you. That was cool.
2: Hell yeah, especially because that wasn't even, like, queued up or nothing. We just I, know, did I just it made that up, yeah. <laughs> look, look, I just fucking, you know, went with it. Right. Because I believe in you. Right. <laughs> oh, we are definitely I believe all I one can tonight. fly. Oh, shit, got shot by Mm. the FBI.
0: All All I wanted wanted was a chicken wing. wing. All I gave me was an onion (laughs) ring. Or a burger from Burger King. Oh, my God. So Ellen Burstyn received a permanent spinal injury during filming. In the sequence where she is thrown from the possessed daughter, a harness jerked her heart away from the bed. She fell on her coccyx coccyx
2: Ah, uh, that's a, it's your tailbone.
0: And screamed in pain. Remember, I was showing you in the movie where yep. she landed. I'm like, that was a real reaction because she fucked up her back right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Linda Blair also in the jerking scene the ch- has permanent back damage from being jerked up and down in the bed the same way. Damn. Like, so a lot of people got fucked up in this movie.
2: Damn.
0: Which is true. Yes. Yeah. The agency representing Linda Blair overlooked her, recommending at least. 30 other clients for the part of Reagan. Blair's mother brought her and herself to try out for the role. We almost didn't get Linda Blair in this movie. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, before starting the exorcism, Father Marin asked Chris whether her daughter has a middle name. In the Middle Ages, Catholics used to give their children several names as they believed it would hinder Satan from finding out the child's real name and controlling one's soul. I will tell you this. Without giving out too much information or secrets. As a pagan, I have a pagan name. Gotcha. It is three names. Gotcha. I can tell you two of them. I I cannot tell you the third one. Because if you have all three of someone's magical name, it gives you power over them that you don't want anybody to have over you. Gotcha. So, there's that.
2: Yeah, because I I, I promise you, I just looked like, huh? So that makes
0: sense. Right, that's why I said that. Right, right, right. right, Names are very powerful. Names are very important. Rumpelstiltskin.
2: still
0: um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that guy running around in here.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linda
0: Blair injured her back when a piece of the rig broke as she was thrown upon thrown about on the bed. That's what we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. The demon seen but not named throughout this movie is Pazuzu, a demon known in Assyrian and Babylonian mythology as the demon that brings famine during the dry seasons and locusts during the rainy seasons. What a dick. He was the king of the demons of the wind. (whistles) pazuzu sure
2: it wasn't dracula no because that sounds like dracula right, right.
0: <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the substance that the possessed reagan hurls at father damien caris is thick pea soup mm-hmm. specifically it's anderson's brand pea soup the crew tried campbell's but didn't like the effect all right because it was so damn delicious when it hit him in the face. He was like, mmm. I don't know. Oh, oh. So I'm looking at like, mm. him. That's, mmm, my mmm, mmm, good. Can you, can, you, can you puke in my mouth again? Oh my God. I'm fucking mad at you, but this is okay. you are like, you're ruining this shit right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, the most disturbing scene to the majority of the viewers, get this, was that of Reagan having an anterior gram, the first test she had in the hospital. Remember, I was telling you this. Right, right. William Friedkin attributes this to the fact that the procedure itself looked very realistic. The man who played the doctor was an actual neurosurgeon in real life, and that Linda Blair was as believable as a young scared girl undergoing a scary evasive procedure. That part where they plugged that thing in and the blood goes, mm-hmm. people freaked. Like People couldn't take it.
2: its It's not the crucifix in her, you know.
0: Right, it's not her... Um, Flailing her genitals and her mom saying, Lick me, lick me. Or, you know, she does. telling the priest to <laughs> fuck her in the ass. It wasn't no, any of that. No. no. Well, we're good at that. That's all fake. That's, yeah, come on.
2: It's the actual blood. <laughs> you know, the, the high food corn <laughs> syrup, you know, right. shot at me. <laughs> Right
0: in my mouth. It shot me in the mouth. It was sweet. In and or around my mouth. <laughs> According to William Peter Blatty, Warner Brothers wanted to change the title of the film after taking a survey which found none of the participants knew what an exorcist was. Guess what? The motherfuckers knew after the movie, didn't they? Right. Right. The refrigerated bedroom set was cooled with four air conditioners, and temperatures would plunge below 30 degrees. It was so cold that perspiration would freeze on some of the cast and crew. On one occasion, the air was saturated with moisture, resulting in a thin layer of snow falling on the set before the crew arrived for filming. Damn. They made it snow. Damn. Fuck making it rain. Those motherfuckers made it It snow. No,
2: that's how you know you're doing a lot of something.
0: William Peter Blatty said that William Friedkin misinterpreted the head spinning scene. He said Reagan's head was described as turning almost all the way around, not literally all the way around, rotating 360 degrees the way it did. Damn. But I'm glad they did that because she had already turned it almost all the way around. Right. And she was like... Do you know what she's done, your cunting daughter? Because that was the first That's guy that... the scene in the movie that scared the shit out of me. Really? Out of everything that happened. That's the one that gave me goosebumps. Because it's his voice. Like, oh, ah. it's,
2: it's the director's voice.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, yeah, adjusted for inflation, this would be the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. Damn. Yeah, oh my gosh, cool. look at that one. Yep, I'm getting that one. (laughs) Producers sought to have Jamie Lee Curtis audition for the role of Reagan McNeil, but her mother, Janet Leigh, refused. Janet Leigh, of course, being the star of Psycho.
2: Right. So, Jamie Lee Curtis would have been how old, then?
0: Um... It was. This was a year before Halloween. Gotcha. So I think she would have been too old anyway.
2: Yeah, it it it, it wouldn't have worked. I'm like I I yeah. I could have seen her as you know the mother or like the aunt, you know the hot aunt. No, you she. Know?
0: Well, that was I think an assistant or a nanny or some shit. No, no, I'm saying that could have. You oh know. yeah, she could have definitely been like the like her nanny, mm-hmm. like that. The whoever the, the, chick the one was. that's putting the ear earphones in mm-hmm. during the exorcism. The archaeological dig site seen at the beginning of the movie is an actual site of the ancient city of Nineveh in Hatra, Iraq. Nineveh, if you guys don't know, if you've heard the story of Jonah and the whale, mm-hmm. Nineveh is the city that Jonah was told to go preach to when he tried to run from God and got swallowed by the whale. So he goes
2: to Tar to, go to he Tarsus. He wanted to go to Tarsus. Instead of Nineveh.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And then... He was in the whale for however many days, and then it spit him up on shore at Nineveh. Mm -hmm. And he came walking into town smelling like whale covered in seaweed. God's going to destroy the city. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So uh,
2: someone's always pointed out. Well, I had someone point out to me, you know, when I was little. They were like, think about this for a second. You know, if you think about stories in the Bible, Mm -hmm. they always say, you know, like the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they were in the fiery furnace come out unscathed right Daniel in the lion's den yep. comes out untouched right does not say no I mean not no, Jonah. Jonah comes out of the right. whale well,
0: untouched. because Shadow and Meshach and Abednego mm-hmm. and Daniel weren't running
2: mm-hmm.
0: so God was like are you gonna run you're gonna run
2: for me no no no, no but you gotta think he, come, he probably came out of that like a zombie
0: oh yeah totally like fucked up because you have right. to think what
2: what in anybody's probably stomach
0: get, yeah he was like getting digested and yeah shit. yeah
2: and so I can only imagine you see this this person walking up with, right? Smelling the way that he smells and yep. and arm almost fully you know yeah. off. Right. God is gonna I'd be yeah. like you're right. He okay. is. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, you uh, good? You uh, right? You, you right. right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> you fell through her
0: atrium. Oh my. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. Motherfucker what? better kill me. <laughs> It was fitting. He was like, it's going to be <laughs> incredibly blasphemous. I'm just uh, warning everyone right now. Does God look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to fuck him <laughs> like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. Uh, you,
2: you know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Right. All right. Shit.
0: Speaking of Sodom and Gomorrah, that's a good segue. In the end... Anth- gram scene the bearded man who assists the doctor is Paul Bateson he was an x-ray technician at NYU Medical Center there where that scene was shot and managed to get a small part in 1979 he was convicted of the murder of a film critic and was sentenced to 20 years in prison however he bragged about and was suspect in the murders of six men who he said he had picked up in gay bars had sex with them and then murdered and dismembered their bodies and put them into plastic bags for fun, in 1977 and 78 they were known as the bag murders although investigators believed his story he was never officially charged and those murders have technically never been solved bateson was released from prison in 2004 the whole story revolving the bag murders were later fictionalized in cruising a 1980 film which is also directed by william friedkin wow dude And I have a little bit, um, there's a little bit more on on the Wikipedia page Uh that says um, this guy disappeared. Like, they don't even know if he's still alive or not. Um, I'm trying to find it here. They looked it up, and there was a... uh, He
2: served 24 years.
0: Yep. So, a social security record... Of death shows that a Paul F. Bateson with the same birth date and Social Security number issued in Pennsylvania died on September fifteenth, twenty twelve, but nobody knows for sure. Damn. Yeah. I mean, he could still be a large, but he's like what eighty.
2: So they they just picked up like I, if I'm not mistaken, a month or so ago, you know, maybe two months back, they uh, they something happened to where there was um. I think some deaths in like the 50s or the 60s, and it was a serial killer. Uh huh. And they just picked him up, and he was like 80. Are you serious? Yeah, some Dang. shit like that. Like he was, he was going. I think he killed like seven or eight people. Damn. Yeah, and then went about his life, and they they just you know traced everything back to him. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's craziness. Shh. Fucking um,
2: Dana, don't play.
0: Right. To entertain and distract Linda Blair during the long makeup process she had to sit through, the crew set up a television in her makeup chair so she could watch the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) That's pretty funny. William Friedkin says in the making of documentary that he cast Jason Miller as Father Karras because he had seen him in a stage play and his performance reeked of failed Catholicism. (laughs) That that guy sure looks like a loser. I'm going to put him in my movie. Yo, that is funny. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: He reeked of failed Catholicism. Your catechism sucks, right?
0: (laughs) Did you say. Cat What not it catechism? Cate- is it- no, Catholicism.
2: No, no, no. But I'm saying, don't they have to go through a process? Of, I
0: don't know. I think it's a cataclysm?
2: A catechism? Some sh- some shit a like A
0: cataclysm?
2: That. Something like that.
0: I don't know that's a that's a natural disaster. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. I know that. But I think I think I'm gonna look it up. So now. get
0: this, it isn't. And I looked for this in the movie, and I couldn't figure it out. It is implied that Reagan was being molested by Burke, Chris's director and friend. This is more obvious in the novel. So, the only the only tie to that that I saw was her saying, he had absolutely no reason to go up there. Remember when she was talking to the cop and he was like, what do you think he was doing? She was like, I don't know. He had absolutely no reason to go up there into that room. Gotcha. Yeah. So, that's kind of, yeah. That puts the whole thing into a different perspective for you, doesn't it? Right. Thank God. This movie was originally to be remade in 2015, but was canceled. Thank you, Lord. Um, there was a TV series, though, with Gina Davis,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I really liked it. I think it's on it's on Voodoo if you guys want to buy it. <laughs> but it's really good. I, I only watched the first season. I've not watched the second season yet, but I thought it was really, really good. Gina Davis plays a grown-up Reagan. It's really awesome. Get this. This is going to blow your mind because this fucked me up a little bit. You ready? I'm here for it. Stanley Kubrick wanted to direct this film. Damn. But only if he could produce it himself, as the studio was worried that he would go way over budget and over schedule. It eventually settled on Mark Rydell, but William Peter Blatty insisted on William Friedkin instead. After a standoff with the studio, which initially refused to budge over Rydell, Blatty eventually got his way. I can't read that. So it says... Um, you looked up cate- catechism?
2: Yeah, so it says in the in the Catholic Church... Catechism? Uh, catechism are those who are preparing to receive the sacrament of baptism.
0: Oh. Booyah, Kasha. So Got your you. baptism sucks. Could you imagine a Stanley Kubrick exorcist?
2: Oh, my gosh. The, the score would be amazing.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Like, that's the first thing I think yeah. of.
2: Like... The score would be amazing.
0: Can you imagine a creepier score than the one that's already got? Yeah. And then, yeah, the crazy uh, shit I going... Can I imagine it? No. And the crazy shit going... I wish I lived in a world where there was a Stanley Kubrick-directed Exorcist. I would love to have seen that.
2: Sheesh.
0: So, um, heavy metal band Pantera's 1992 album, A Vulgar Display of Power, was named after the demon's reply when Father Karas asked him... Why can't you make the restraints disappear? And the demon replies, That's much too vulgar a display of power. It's pretty cool.
2: Not yet. Then not he say something like that? Not yet. Or not no,
0: yet. that's when he does the drawer.
2: Oh, the drawer do opens it again. and he
0: closes. He goes, Do it again. He goes, In time. And there he goes, go. No, do it now. And he goes, In time. And you're like, Oh, it's okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Right. Evangelist Billy Graham claimed an actual demon was living in the celluloid reels of this movie. <laughs>
2: well, all right.
0: <laughs>
2: that's that's all the bullshit that you heard growing up, too?
0: <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> the shit I heard. So I'm going to close the trivia out with some shitty trivia. All right, let's hear it. In the novel, the possessed Reagan has diarrhea and frequently relieves herself. Because of this, she had to wear diapers. It is also frequently mentioned in the book that her bedroom has an almost unbearable stench. Shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> P-U.
0: Right. Butch. So anyway, that was the, uh, that's the trivia. You want to end on that, or you want to do one more? That was shitty.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was... (laughs) Unless you got a shittier one.
0: (laughs) Right. After filming, William Friedkin brought production to 666 Fifth Avenue. All right. Um... Despite playing the title role, Max von Sydow had less screen time than the rest of the main cast. He wasn't in it very long at all, dude. He was only forty-four when right. he did this. I remember movie. you were saying, that and they put a bunch of makeup on him to make him look old.
2: So he just passed in March of this year. If yeah, I'm not he mistaken. just died. Um, so he's like his. I think his most recent thing was Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: So he's in he's in Game of Thrones, and um, I think he's one of the Night's Watch, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh, shit.
2: I'd have to look him up. But, yes, he's – that's when – I was like, dang, he wasn't that old then. Oh, my God. Because he looks that old. Right. He looked that old now or when they were filming, you know.
0: Al Pacino is also considered for Father Karras.
2: (laughs) He's an absentee
0: landlord. (laughs)
2: Look, to be honest, the people that that they picked – Perfect. I think they did good. Like perfect. Because you see the Father Karis is excuse me. The more dominant figure. Right. Even though he's not in the movie like that. And then what is the other what is the other priest? Father Marin. Yes. You see he's more of the analytical type. He's yes. you know, he has the, the, the background of, you know, what was psychology or whatever. Right. And then you see how wavering his faith is. Right. So I don't. I don't think. I think, like like with Marlon Brando being you know casted, or Jack Nicholson being you know casted, I think that takes away from the actual movie itself because then you have this big polarizing person in the movie that this big personality. It's like ah, uh, I thought it was about this girl laying in bed, you know, not this priest.
0: Right. So get this. There's a prequel to The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. There's actually two prequels. One is called Exorcist: The Beginning. Mm-hmm. The other one is called Exorcist: Dominion.
2: I think I remember trying to watch The Exorcist: The Beginning, and okay. I think aren't they like like they're in Africa and all the crosses are like upside down, yes. like
0: right away? Okay, but this fucked me up mm-hmm. because this is the story of Father Marin, mm-hmm. the first time he has a run-in with Pazuzu.
2: Oh shit! But and is this, is this based off of the book or is this based off just film?
0: I don't know, but it's the same movie starring mm-hmm. the same guy. Damn. But different cuts of the same movie. And I watched it once. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again and it was the other movie and it was a totally different movie. And it fucked my brain up for years. I couldn't figure out. Which, I know I remembered this movie and it didn't happen this way. There are two cuts. Um... I'm trying to find the story for it here. Um, The second film... Okay, so the second Exorcist movie is horrible. Mm -hmm. Don't even fuck with it. It's trash. The third one is amazing. Um, I'm trying to find the story of it here. Um, He wrote... Okay, so a script was written and um, they found a director and something... They made two movies out of that movie. Um, But the movie got shelved, and they hired another director. So then they shot more of it, and thus began production of the second film with a new script that strangely contained nearly every single beat and plot point of the other one. So then, when the other film was completed and released as the exodus of the beginning, it did not find favor with audiences or critics, so it was dismissed and bundled on uh, half hearted jump scares and awkward action sequences thrown together blah 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 um they weren 't interested in seeing it, so they reshot it with that was the second one mm-hmm. so Dominion was by no means a huge success that 's someone that was done next, even ignoring the fact that it premiered on d v d and therefore would not make as much money. The film itself suffered from pacing issues questionable special effects, and an overall feeling of lack of investment in subject matter because it was the first movie spliced together mm. with other footage. Mm. You need to watch them both because they're both freestanding movies. The same shit happens in both, but in different ways, and it fucks your head up. Dang. There's a the whole thing with jackals, and he's out in the middle of Africa, and it's creepy, and the fucking the demon, you can see in this picture right here, is trying to seduce him, and all this crazy shit. And I like the actor that plays Father Marin. Right. I can't remember his name, but he's been a lot of other shit. Um, but yeah, it fucked my head up, the two prequels, because I didn't know there was two versions for a couple of, two, three years I didn't know. And I only had one and then I watched the other one on HBO and it was different. And then I went and grabbed my DVD and put it in and watched it and it was different. I was like, it is different. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. There's something going on here. <laughs> There's some holes in this house. Yeah. There's, There's some, some holes. holes in this house. Yeah. It took me a little while to figure that shit out.
2: There's some holes in this movie. There's right? some holes in that. But movie. now I have both of them.
0: <laughs> so, I guess we'll figure that shit out. Anyway, but don't you so so
2: I would assume okay. you're of the you're of the people that hate prequels.
0: Not necessarily. Okay. Because I like the Alien prequels.
2: Uh, um, Prometheus, Prometheus
0: and the alien whatever they were alright okay. I like those I'm not a huge fan I don't think they're always necessary what, a, what
2: about Predators
0: Predators the movie Predators with an S yeah oh, with a, Jason Brody or oh, Adrian Brody oh that's
2: not a, it's not a prequel that's a after song yeah I thought that was, but I remember him saying, this is how he killed. And then there was Lord. Predators, and there was
0: The Predator. Yeah. I did not see The Predator yet. I haven't seen that movie. The, I did the see with, Predators.
2: with uh with
0: uh, Key in it?
2: Not, no, Peel. No, yeah. Key. key. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, fucking... Jason, it. Jason Key or whatever his name is. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Jason Michael Key. Or... There, yeah, there you go. A-A-Rong guy. A-A-Rong. a a Ron. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I have not the seen Knights. that one.
0: But I did see <laughs> Predators. I went and mm-hmm. saw them in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was all right. I didn't know the ride home about. It. I enjoyed it. I I wasn't sorry. I watched it. Gotcha. Um, I haven't bought it yet. I don't own it, so I don't know if that says anything. Adrian think Brody. What are they? And uh, I liked that there was a super dope Predator, mm. like super roided out fucking Brock Lesnar Predator, like <laughs> 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 just stomping on the other Predators. That was kind of cool.
2: Um, I, I'm trying to think. What's a what's another like pre cool. Of course, you're not going to I you're, think
0: you're basing this on my hatred of everything Star Wars, Star Wars that isn't yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah. And you would be right. Yeah. Um, I don't like remakes.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I really hate it like Nightmare on Elm Street and bullshit. Like, right. Yeah, it's hardly ever. Rorschachs. My God.
2: Every time I look at him, I'm like, that's fucking Rorschachs. Right. That is it. Right. He's forever going to be Rorschachs. Oh, yeah. Badass.
0: Like, what? Watchmen's.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: You ever watch the extended version? Nah. Uh-uh. I have it. I should let you borrow it. It's oh, should. There's so much extra plot shit in it, and it's so, so fucking good. I and know. for a movie, it made the movie like three and a half hours long or some shit like that, but I never got bored because it's so well done. But anyway, let's get back into Exorcist here. <laughs> Previews on this video cassette. Yeah, you guys are in for the long fucking haul. We hope you're ready to go. This is Halloween. This is how we do it. Right. So I got, a vi- I got a commercial for DVDs. <laughs> See it, hear it, feel it, watch a movie on your computer, <laughs> and get a DVD player for under $200. Damn. Yeah. Then I got a preview for The Cell, which is a badass movie. I,
2: look, I've, I've never seen the movie all the way. Oh, man. But I remember it enough. I remember from what I've seen enough to say.
0: Dude, that movie's fucking badass. Yeah. I think I have it, too. We so we're going to Hell cover yes. that. Hell yes. And j Lo Laguna movie.
2: I remember that. The horse gets cut in half with the fucking Yeah, and it was all
0: sliced up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, The Art of War, which is a Wesley Snipes Wesley? movie. Yeah, Wesley
2: Snipes. Wesley.
0: He was like, Art of War, fuck taxes. Anyway. <laughs> so then the movie starts, and it's interesting. The Warner Brothers logo is shown in black and white which I thought was very interesting. Mm. And then we get an opening shot of the house. And now everything's in color. We get an opening shot of the house. Then we get Virgin Mary close-up statue. And then it goes black, and you just see The Exorcist. So then we're totally out of the city now. We're in Iraq. There's a shot of the sun over the desert, and it slowly changes color to these beautiful oranges and yellows. It's really well done. Right and then it says um Iraq northern Iraq or whatever and then we see Dr. Marin or Father Marin I'm sorry and the kid comes running up he's like they found something over by the mound what did you say happy little slave kid or whatever. I was like, I
2: was like <laughs> his little happy little slave feet <laughs> cuz he didn't yeah, have any shoes show his his feet
0: right and they're shooting the camera through his legs and father marin is really weird he's like they found something I was like, a little slave feed. Yeah, right. So then uh, he goes running over there to the other archaeologists, and they're like, they found lamps and arrowheads and coins. Uh, they found a, an old iPod. I'm just kidding. Is that a nano? Is that a, is that a second gen? <laughs> so then uh, the old, you know, Father Marin's digging around. There's like a hole, and he sticks his hand in it. And he's kind of digging around, and he pulls out the little rock thing, and he starts dusting it off, and it's like a little tiny Pazuzu head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's up, doctor? <laughs> anyway, and he's looking at it. So then um, they show him after that at the market. And he's sitting at a table in like the Iraqi marketplace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Very Indi- bizarre. V- Very Indiana Jones-ish very kind of looking sure. place. And he's taking heart medication. He's opening the tin and his hands all shaky. Mm-hmm. He's all putting it up to his mouth. And then, I love this, this is totally going to be me when I'm an old man. The shaking hand with heart meds, and then he washes it down with a shot. <laughs>
2: if I'm not mistaken, in like most movies, anytime you see a person take some pills or something. It's always with alcohol. The, look, the, and, well, Even though the
0: bottle always clearly says, do not take with alcohol.
2: <laughs> no, what I was going to point out is they pop the pill and then two seconds later they got it. Oh yeah, that shit takes time to dissolve right, right. and get to your fucked up. I don't heart. know. My dad had the little <laughs> nitroglycerin
0: pills. Oh, so outside, they didn't pop under his tongue. But and that goes directly that seemed in to bloodstream. be like boop. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know what I mean? Gotcha. He'd go right back to yelling at my mom. Trying <laughs> Try to kill me <laughs> <laughs>
2: your, your Parkinson is acting up again That's why your hand is shaking You couldn't get it to oh, your mouth faster
0: The other thing they found at the site was a little St. Joseph coin
2: I was going to ask, what was that coin?
0: It's St. Joseph Okay. I don't know, you want to google who he is The patron saint of?
2: Yeah, he's probably like a protection or He's something.
0: the patron saint of people who masturbate with crucifixes <laughs> So then um, He's at the thing <laughs> oh, oh, you <laughs>
2: I was not ready for that Because if I had my own
0: religion There would be a patron saint for that Oh my gosh I was not not ready (laughs) for that That just came falling right out of my mouth too Because we're tired So then he's sitting at the table He's looking at the coin also He's kind of rolling it around in his hands and stuff So then the uh, St. Joseph? Yes He might have been the guy that watches over children maybe I don't remember. I don't really know my Catholicism and my, my saints that well. That wasn't really my bag, baby. There's probably a couple Catholics out there right now going, He's not patron saint of baloney sandwiches. God damn it. Let's see Then they cross out. themselves for saying, God damn it. Mm-hmm. So then there's three blacksmiths. I thought this was kinda cool. Ching 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 ching, banging on some piece of metal, and then the one blacksmith looks over. and I don't know why this is supposed to freak people out. <laughs> yeah. The one blacksmith looks over and he's blind in one eye, and they do this on uh, one of my other favorite movies, uh, Stigmata, when Gabriel Burns walking through the marketplace or whatever, and he looks over at the beggar and he looks up at him and he's blind, and it's supposed to be freaky because he's blind. He's got he's a. It says he's eyes. the
2: patron saint of workers and is associated with various feast
0: days. Interesting. I wonder why they used him then. Interesting.
2: Oh, it so, says, oh, well, now this one says he's the patron saint of the dying because assuming he died before Jesus, public life. He I don't know. Like, I
0: don't that see. makes more sense because of that, you know, foreshadowing for father Marin.
2: Do you sure. know what
0: I mean? I don't know. So now he's inside and he's looking at a uh, saint, the St. Joseph coin again. And, the. Uh, One guy is looking at... There's some other guy writing in Arabic from, like, right to left. He's looking at another artifact. So there's probably, like, the archaeological um, museum place or office or whatever. So he's making notes, and then he's looking at the Pazuzu head, and he holds it up to the guy, and the guy's like, evil against evil. And when he says that, there's, like, a grandfather clock in there with the little thing... Swinging back and forth Pendulum, I That guess. looks like that dangling thing in the back of your throat That Cardi B wants you to hit <laughs> And um <laughs> All of a sudden It just stops <laughs> It's the funniest line in that song I want you to hit that dangling thing in the back of my throat <laughs> oh, my. oh shit It's like some shit Reagan would have said to Father Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I got to duck these
2: haymakers Because they think, just keep coming You just I think keep
0: throwing them Those two ladies are possessed Is what I think the problem is uh, Dickmatized. <laughs> Dickmatized. Because <Yeah. laughs> it's swinging <laughs> oh, um, So anyway so I don't know why he said that It was kind of weird But then the clock stops Ka-ching. Right So then um, Father Randall's kind of looking at it. Now he's walking through the street again He's getting around a lot Right. He's walking through the street and he comes around this corner and, and he almost gets hit by this crazy carriage with this crazy old lady in it, like laughing almost that she <laughs> almost hit him. He's like, mm-hmm. almost got your ass. Yep, <laughs> right. So then uh, he jumps in his Jeep that looks like it got shot on the windshield <laughs> right. and he pulls up uh, to this other place. And, uh, oh, before that, he says goodbye to the guy and he goes, I wish you could stay. He goes, well, I got something to do. So then he pulls up to the one place, and there's armed guys there that come running out. Mm-hmm. And then they see him, and they're like, oh, it's just him. And they go back in.
2: If I'm not mistaken, uh, so as as the other guy, the, I'm I'm just going to call him the archaeologist. Okay. He says, you know, um, evil versus evil. Right. Doesn't it show the two dogs fighting against each other?
0: No, that's coming up right now. Gotcha. So this is another archaeological dig site that he drove to, which is why there are armed guys there to keep people out from looting and shit. Gotcha. So then there's our men, but then he go they let him in and he walks through and there's a giant Pazuzu statue there, like huge, and he's looking at it and then all of a sudden there's this crazy clip of these two dogs fighting in the desert
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then the statue like the camera moves and like it eclipses out the sun and makes this big like silhouette of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then there's a great shot. Father Marin kind of climbs up on this little ridge and he's right across from the statue and there's this great shot of the sun and Father Marin and Pazuzu are almost like facing off with each other. Verses. It's totally like, yeah, like foreshadowing of what's coming. Mm-hmm. But the dogs, I don't know why those two dogs fighting that symbolism scared the shit out of me. On a primal level, right. and I can't explain to you why.
2: No, no, no. That's why, because I remember it. That's how
0: a lot of the shit was in those prequels, the Dominion and the beginning. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of shit like that, with like hyenas and dead babies and crazy shit that just disturbed you on like a, a guttural level. Like you're like, that really fucked with me, and I don't even know why. That's why I like those movies, because I like shit that does that to me, because it's hard to do that to me. Gotcha. I know you guys don't believe that. listen to this podcast, because everything I talk about, I'm like, that was fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I really am. I have a harder shell than that, I think. So now they're back in Georgetown. Hoyas.
1: Hoyas. And uh,
0: Chris McNeil is reading a script, because she's an actress. Now, I want to say this before we go into this, because I want you to think about this movie. I'm going to put some perspective here. Okay. Chris McNeil, the actor, I can't remember her actress's name. But um she has some nice little bazongas. Oh yeah. Like they kinda show off a little bit. They they never show them, but like mm-hmm. the shirt she's sometimes she's not wearing a bra mm-hmm. or she's flying around. Yes, it's and definitely like, the seventies. You were you, you caught that too oh, yeah, then. For I was sure. like, Yeah, Reagan's mom kinda got
2: it going on a it's little like, bit. It's like look, Reagan's mom has got, got it going, going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed that because I was... It was definitely the I've 70s. I've been noticing that since I was a kid. I was like, oh, her little
2: bizarre. I'm, I'm pretty trying to tell you, it was definitely the 70s. Got she little, was like, fuck this, I'm burning yeah, this, bro. Yeah, got a little BBG going on. You know? <laughs> got nowhere
0: yips. near... I'm going to go back to this. Nowhere near Winona Ryder running down those steps. But, uh-huh. you know, she was 20 years older than her. So, you know, give her some credit. Anyway, so she's reading and then she hears a noise and she looks over at the door. And so they get you here because they got you thinking... This is going to be a standard horror movie. Right. You know what I mean? So she goes creaking through the house and she's checking on things and she looks and um, there's a, she, there's a rattle in the attic and she kind of looks up at, and then she checks in Reagan's room. Reagan's window is open and Reagan's asleep. So she like shuts the window. She tucks Reagan in and they do a good job in this movie of showing the relationship between Reagan and her mom. and how close they are, and how they're kind of sticking together, because they're coming straight off like a divorce. Mm -hmm. Her and Reagan's dad just broke up. So now it's the next morning, and the maid is cooking breakfast, and she's an actress, so she has a maid and a butler and a nanny, and um, she tells the butler guy, the German guy, because this is very important later, (laughs) she tells him there are rats in the attic. Go get some traps. He's like, well, I just cleaned it. She goes, well, then they're clean rats, but we got rats. He goes, well, I'll go right now. She's like, "Well, don't go right fucking now. The store's not open yet." Fucking crowd. <laughs> anyway, so now um, they're on set of her movie, and she's coming out of her trailer, and you can see the movie's called Crash Course because mm-hmm. it's at a college, oh, 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 oh. and it seems to be a protest movie from like the Vietnam era. So I was saying it's important that Vietnam was going on at this time, right? And she's acting. She's asking the director shit like. The director Burke, she's like, Well, why are they tearing the building down? What's my motivation? Blah, 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 like she's being like a real actor. Like she's totally pulling some Val Kilmer shit here. Trying you to know? get
2: into the scene.
0: Yes. So then um, Father Karras is actually in the crowd watching them film, and he's kind of digging it a little bit. And she's up there with the megaphone. She's like, If you want to make a change, you got to do it through the system. And everybody gets pissed off. So then they show Father Karras is walking away. He's got to go somewhere.
2: You sure she didn't say "free, Mister Clark? Mm, Clark, Clark"? Free, Mister Clark. Free. I don't
0: remember hearing that. Lean on me
2: when you're when not you're strong.
0: strong God damn it! <laughs> I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on unless your daughter's possessed, Then I'm afraid. Your ass is on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't flying out no window and down some stairs. <laughs> you don't need somebody else, else to, to call. On. Maybe uh, Ghostbusters. Right? That's, <laughs> that's really funny. Who you gonna call? Somebody else. <laughs> so now, uh, after filming, this is great the way they did this. So after filming, she... Tells her driver, I'm going to walk home. Because she obviously moved down the street so she would be close to where they were filming. So this is not their house. This is just the house they're staying in while they're filming the movie. Because she's talking about later on the house has been sold. We're trying to buy another one. Mm -hmm. I was going to take Reagan to Europe for a little while or we're trying to get a house. So then after filming, she's going to walk home. And as soon as she starts walking, the spooky Exorcist music starts. Right away, or whatever, you know, however it goes, and uh, it's called tubular bells. If you guys want to look it up, so then um, they do this cool shot. She walks past these nuns, and their fucking habits and their robes are like flying behind them with wind, and it's kind of slow motiony. And it was really cool, kind of to set the mood, effect type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: really, it was like religious symbolism, and I really dig that. I have this big thing, I'm going to find a movie that we'll touch on it with, maybe this one in -hmm. a little bit, but it's weird because it's a 12-year-old girl. I'm really big on sexual and religious symbolism going hand-in-hand. Gotcha. Because I believe that all religion is Mm sex-based, and that's a whole other thing for a whole other time, but we'll just leave that right there. Take that, meditate on it. So anyway... um, She's walking home, and she sees the nuns, and then she's walking by the college, and she sees Father Karras talking to another priest, and she hears him saying, Not a day of my life goes by, I don't feel like a fraud. And she's kind of listening, and then they play some music, so it drowns it out, and she keeps walking. This totally, where am I going with this? This totally reminded me of...
2: So... I, I was going to say the casting, because he smelled like he reeked, you know, failed Catholicism. Right,
0: right. <laughs> but the that's, whole... That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> I Man, I really thought you were going to catch that. Nope. Okay, it reminds me of, there's not a single holy man.
2: Okay, I got you. Whether
0: a Catholic priest, a Buddhist monk, that hasn't looked at himself in the mirror at least once and said, Am I a fool? And it's we talked about that when we did from when, dusk till dawn. Right. Being a minister, I had done that many times. Am I fucking retarded? Like,
2: <laughs> did that really happen? Am and I then, really doing and this? And then one
0: day, I I woke up and I sat up straight in bed and I said, "This is bullshit." And I never went back. So, um, then Chris gets home and she's talking to the nanny and she's asking, you know, what's going on. And then the nanny's got the meal and she's like, "Oh." you've been invited to dinner at the White House. She's like, oh, it's probably some party. She goes, it says there's only going to be like 11 people there. So you get the idea. Chris is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming the White House probably wants her there because she's in this movie about Vietnam protesting mm-hmm. and maybe the president wants to meet with her or something. You know, Just wear your mask so you don't get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, then we meet 12-year-old Reagan who comes out and they did a really good job here of Linda Blair making her look so innocent and so young and so pure and straight contrast to the way she's going to be towards the end of the movie. Definitely. And she's saying they went to the park with the nanny and she saw some horses and the guy let her ride the horse around. She's like, I want to get a horse. And she's like, well, we'll have to talk about that when we get our new house, da-da-da, and she wants a horse. So then Reagan steals like a cookie or something out of the cookie jar and takes off running, and then Chris runs her down. Says, Give that back! And they're wrestling around on the floor and laughing, and she's tickling her and trying to get the cookie from her. And it's like, oh. Oh. So then we we cut to Father Karis, and he's catching the train. He's catching the train, and then he walks by a bum who's like, "Father, can you help an old altar boy? I'm Catholic." <laughs> You got any glory holes? (laughs) I was an altar boy after all. I know how it works. (laughs) So then he looks over at the bum and the train lights go by and he's got this crazy look on his face. And Karis like ignores him. So then his eyes are all wide and like weird. Almost like the face that they keep flashing at you through the movie. Did you notice that? Yes. He looked very similar to that. So now he's getting off the train, he's in a bad neighborhood, and he's, vi- he's going to visit his mom, and there's, like, a bunch of kids just randomly jumping on a car.
2: Yeah, they were fucking that car fucking up. Fucking that
0: car up. Yeah. up. seemed like a, you know... A, a, that thing's a Buick Skylark, you know what those things are worth? It seems
2: like a, you know, a portion <laughs> out of fucking Street Fighters. Like-
0: oh, man. Oh, no, it wasn't Street Fighter, yeah. it was... um. Streets of Rage.
2: Oh, it's definitely Streets of Rage, you but I'm could, saying Street oh, yeah, Fighter 2. yeah, that's right. You, you beat up the car, and you're like, yeah! Streets of,
0: yeah, and Streets of Rage, though, you can do that yeah. shit. I heard somewhere that Streets of Rage was supposed to be the Street Fighter sequel. Really? Yes. Oh. But they didn't happen that way. I, if I'm not mistaken,
2: they movie. just uh, revamped Streets of Rage 2.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I used to love the shit out of Hell it. Hell, yeah. So, anyway, the kid's jumping all over the car, and then the orphans are hanging out over there. that that guy the the afro guy was he was sitting on a stoop cutting out newspaper clippings he had a little laminator sitting next to him because he learned his lesson Anyway, so um she he goes into the building the building's really dirty and run down (laughs) you just catch what i said yes (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> Popeye's all fucked up. So the building's all dirty and kinda run down and then he goes into the apartment and it's obviously an old lady apartment. There's like antique stuff everywhere and old furniture and pictures hanging up. And there's pictures of Father Karis, but he's a boxer. So you're getting a little bit a little bit of background on him. Mm-hmm. So then um he kinda he puts takes all his stuff off and he takes his collar off. And he walks down into the other room and his mom's asleep on a chair and he kind of wakes her up and she wakes up oh dinny whatever she calls him dinny or whatever and um she's fussing over him and like trying to fix his hair and then being he's, a mother yeah and then he's eating he's sitting there eating dinner and she's talking to him and he's wrapping her leg that she hurt somehow they don't really just say how Mm -hmm. but he's like wrapping her leg and he's like the doctor says you gotta stay off this can't be going up and down the stairs blah blah blah. (laughs) and then she goes you're worried about something what is it he's like no mom i'm fine and this always trips me out in the movies and i think i know why but he pulls out a cigarette and he lights it up and he's smoking Mm -hmm. he's a priest and -hmm. then later on he's drinking Mm -hmm. and that always freaked me out in the movies i guess catholics were less strict on that kind of stuff like priests were just normal people but they were priests i guess but when i grew up the the really conservative christian churches that i grew up in Mm -hmm. like you expected your pastor to be fucking nigh perfect yeah he didn't smoke he didn't drink he didn't swear right and then like in all the movies though they smoke and drink and like i don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy blah blah and they're like whoa what's going on because you're supposed to be
2: in the world not of the world yeah and it is exactly opposite but at
0: the same time like father Karras is also a priest struggling with his faith. Yes. Which really, and I'm going to go ahead and go into this real quick, this movie really is about Father Karras.
2: Explain that, please.
0: So, and you think about it, it's called The Exorcist. Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning, I mean, if it was about, really about Reagan being possessed by the demon, it would be called The Exorcism. Gotcha. Or you know what I mean? like. Oh, I see. Okay. The bigger, When you think about it, the larger plot of this movie is about Father Karras struggling with his lapse of faith, like visiting his mom, um, his mom being in the hospital, him talking to the other priest about wanting out. He's like, I've had enough. I want out. You know, all that shit. Right. And it's also about, to a lesser extent, it's about Father Marin also. And so I
2: actually have them mixed up. So Marin, Marin is, is the old priest. Oh, okay. Karis is the young priest. So when I was saying earlier, that's what I meant by the, um, by when I was saying that um, Marim, I thought it was Karis. So I was saying that his faith is definitely right wavered. So Marim is the older priest, yes, right? Yes, He's the one, he's like, fuck that. Let's yeah, do like falls to the wall. Right, Let's real get this staunch.
0: Done. So, but when you think about it, even like all the exorcism scenes and stuff, mm-hmm. like the—I don't want to say the main focus because the main focus is like on Reagan and all the crazy shit she's doing. Right. But they keep showing Father Karis reacting to everything. Like he's like out of his depth. He's in over his head. For sure. You know, because uh, Father Marin keeps having to remind him, say the next line, say the next line. Right. Because he's like, what? And it's almost like he's regaining his faith by watching this. Like, oh, there is something to all this shit. Like, because I'm seeing it before my own eyes. You
2: think so? Yeah, and
0: I'm going to go back from to From dust Till Dawn again, where Seth tells Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. those things are straight out of the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. And if there's a hell, there's got to be a heaven. There's got to be. Right. And remember, he was like, normally I say God can kiss my ass, but I've had a change of heart in the last hour or so. It's the same kind of thing where... Father Karras, because there's, ta- there's parts in the movie where he's talking about, talk to all these psychotics and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, it's always the same thing. You know, these people have emotional issues and
1: mm-hmm.
0: very, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm losing my faith. So this really, I think, is more about Father Karis than anybody else, Damn. which really makes a difference when you think about that towards the end of the movie or how the movie ends. Gotcha. So anyway, um, so... um. He's talking to his mom and he's telling her now, you know, you need to be somewhere where people can take care of you. Like, he's pretty much saying you need to go to a home where you can be taken care of. And so she's like, no, this is my... Because, you know, old lady, she's setting her ways And it's like, this is my house. I'm not leaving it. So um, she's asking what he's worried about. And he's smoking. He's like, I'm okay, mom. I'm okay. So then she falls asleep again. listen to the radio because that's what she does. Right. And he leaves her a little bit of cash before he leaves. He kind of slides it under the little knickknack or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now we're back at Chris and Reagan's. They're just setting a plot for everything that's going on here.
2: Look, for for like half of the movie, you're like, yawn.
0: Right. Boring. And I thought about that when I was younger. It was kind of boring. But the last few times I've watched this, I'm really getting into the plot development Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and
0: what they're trying to do and the Father Karis thing. And it's really, really fascinating, actually. So now we're back at Chris and Reagan's, and they're in the basement. And um, it's like a basement slash laundry room. Mm -hmm. So then um, Chris sees a Ouija board and she's like, where'd you get this? And Reagan's like, I found it in the closet. And she brings it over to like the ping pong table and sets it down. She's like, do you know how to play it? She's like, yeah, let me show you. So then Chris, she puts the planchette down on the, Reagan puts the planchette down on the board. Mm -hmm. And Chris goes to touch it and it moves on its own. But she thinks Reagan moved it. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, wow, you really don't want me to play with you. And Reagan goes, it wasn't me. Captain Spaulding did it. Captain Spaulding. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you hear, what's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? (laughs) Aren't we fucking funny? (laughs) I just had to. Grab some of my tasty fried chicken.
1: It's just so damn good.
0: God, I love him so r.i.p said hey you got to r.i.p man so then she goes it wasn't me captain howdy said no and then she's like who's captain howdy and she's like the person in the board i ask the questions and he gives the answers and automatically i thought and nobody's gonna get this but i thought it was funny remember Candyman knocking the boots Mm-hmm. I asked the questions, you give the replies. <laughs> <laughs> so with this,
2: so when when she gave the name Captain Howie, I was like, dang, this is definitely like 70s, because it's right. still, totally. I don't want to say Cowboys and Indians, but it right. is still almost that Western-y yeah. you know, time period where this is, you're drinking your Ovaltine, you know, listening to...
0: You're using your secret decoder ring <laughs> while you're listening to Annie. Um. So, since we're doing this and we don't care about time anymore... Right. There's something about Captain Howdy, and I don't remember what it is, so I'm just Googling it real quick. Is ca-
2: Captain Howdy movie?
0: I think Captain Howdy, um, was actually based on, like, a serial killer. Um, Snyder Snyder will return as Captain Howdy in Strangeland, so that was an off... That was inspired, I think, by The Exorcist. Um... I really there was there's a story somewhere that I read that Captain Howdy was based on.
2: Right there, possibly because it says may refer to Pazuzu.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it does. But um, like it was a real serial killer. Maybe I'm thinking of Silence of the Lambs. I don't know.
2: Oh, uh, what was his name?
0: Buffalo Uh, Bill. There we go. But anyway, okay. So anyway, beyond that. So then um, they sit down at the Ouija board and she asks you a question. She's like, do you think, hey, Captain Howdy, do you think my mom's pretty? And then she's silent for a minute and she goes, Captain Howdy, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so then they kind of laugh because her mom thinks she's just fucking with her, you know? Right. So now she's putting Reagan to bed and they are talking about her birthday and how what she wants to do for her birthday that's coming up. And Reagan's like, I don't know. She's like, they did a really, Reagan seems very innocent right mm-hmm. here. And she's like, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. And she's kind of giggling. and like, Yeah, I'm still kind of. 12 is a weird age where you're not quite a teenager, but you're not a kid anymore. Yep. It's so really awkward. We've all been there. Tweens. Yeah, you know. You're a tween. You're a tween, and you still kind of want to be a little kid, but you want to be a grown up at the same time. Yes. And this really kind of speaks to that. And then she's like, well, we never finished sightseeing in Washington, D.C., because that's where they're at, you know. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you want to finish doing that? She's like, sure, why not? So then she's like, you can bring Mr. Dennings if you want to. That's the director, Burke Dennings. Oh. And then the mom's like, well, why would I want to bring him? She's like, well, you know, because you like him. She's like, yeah. She was like, no, I mean, you like like him, like him. And she's like, no, I don't know about that. We're just friends. She's like, "Uh uh-huh. And she's like giggling about it and stuff. So here's the thing. And she tells her, we're just friends. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, in the book... And this is what I read, because I, I haven't read the book, mm-hmm. but I was reading online. In the book, she didn't think it was funny. She was kind of saying it's snooty and sarcastic. Like, well, you, I guess you can bring Dennings if you want, since you like him. You know, oh, she was very was fucking around. And it. that's where that's where they're saying it's more apparent in the book that he was molesting her, because she was very like not he's cool the f- he's with the first victim. Yeah, that's like she was very not cool with him being around and stuff. But they didn't play it off like that in the movie. So I don't know. Uh, So now we're cut back to Father Karras. He's talking to an older priest in a restaurant and he's talking about his mom and she needs to be somewhere else. And that's when he's saying he wants out of his current assignment. Right. And he's like, well, we can put you somewhere else. He's like, no, you don't understand. I want out, out. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, well, everybody has and They talk about having a crisis of faith and blah, blah, blah. And you really kind of get a feeling of where he's at. But again, they're in a bar and both the priests are drinking. It's just really weird to me. <laughs> I guess that's normal for Catholics. I don't know. So if you have any, if you're Catholic and you want to give me some insight on this, drop us an email at 700 uh, tapes at gmail.com and fill me in on that. So then Chris is on the phone and she's trying to reach Reagan's dad. And because it's Reagan's birthday Mm -hmm. and he didn't call her and she's very pissed off and she's on the phone with the hotel in Rome where he's at and she's trying to get a hold of him and she's screaming at the poor lady on the other end. Well, Reagan's around the corner listening and she can hear the whole conversation. Right. So it's got to be awkward for her because like, well, my dad didn't call me and, you know, this and that. So then um, Chris is asleep in bed and the phone rings and it's someone talking about you know shooting the movie and she's like oh shit i'm late i thought i just fell asleep and she gets up and she turns the light on and she looks over and reagan's sleeping in the bed with her mm-hmm. and she's like what are you doing in here and she's like i couldn't sleep my bed keeps shaking dun, dun, dun. when i lived at that house in chandler mm-hmm. i think i told you i might have said this earlier i don't remember our bed would shake like that sometimes yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you Every once
0: in a in the middle of the night or something, it would just be a quick, like, jerk, and you, it would wake you up. And you're like, what the hell? One night, and this was when I lived in Mesa, this was only a few years ago, like maybe two or three years ago. Oh, shit. When I lived in Mesa, I damn near got pulled out of my bed one night. Something yanked my foot, and it pissed me off, and I yelled at it, and it went away. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I remember, I remember, uh, we had similar conversations yeah. about that. I remember for right. sure.
0: So, um, she says she can't sleep because the bed's shaking. So then Chris is walking by the attic again, and it's rumbling again. So Chris does what every person in a horror movie does. I'm going to go check it out. So she pulls the ladder down, and she goes up there, and she's got a candle.
1: Mm-hmm. She's like
0: trying to look around, and she sees the rat trap set up, and they're all empty. So then all of a sudden, she walks to a certain part, and the candle just blowtorches. torches. <laughs> And it scares the shit out of her, and it scares the shit out of you. It's a jump scare. I and wasn't then, scared at all. Right.
2: Road. Is she that's when she, she ah! screamed. Yeah, she actually screamed. It, it was funny.
0: <laughs> that's why she's so much fun to watch horror movies with. And then um, the butler guy is at the entrance to the attic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What's going on in here, Mom? Or, oh, that's a horrible German. The Germans. But um, so then we cut to the priest. In church.
2: Doesn't she find something up there?
0: She didn't find anything up there. She oh. was just looking around. She found a bunch of empty rat traps. So now there's a priest in the church, and he's bringing some flowers in. He, like, sets them on the altar. He's like, doo 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 going around his own business. Blah, 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 da, da da And he turns around, and he freezes. And then they pan over, and the statue of the Virgin Mary now has these huge bloody tits and a big-ass bloody dildo sticking out of her. and she's all covered in blood and somebody has obviously graffitied the church right and that was a really quick like you get a look at it and it's gone but it did linger on it for a second so you could get a really good look at it and Neca, if you're listening if you could make an action figure of that for me that would be a bomb (laughs) i would love that so anyway and a a reagan whose head spins all the way around so uh,
2: so symbolism what you know what what speaks to you in that
0: Oh, that's almost too much to go into. Sexual imagery with religious imagery is a big thing to me, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. I think somebody just...
2: Just It's
0: implied later on that Reagan did it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But it never gets revisited. But there is... Okay, so there is a strong case that Pazuzu, whoever he was in or whatever, Mm -hmm. did do it. Because in The Exorcist 3, the exact same shit's going on. Somebody's desecrating the church and the statues and making filthy things happen with them and shit like that. So there is kind of a revisit to it. So now Reagan's in the hospital and she's getting blood drawn and some testing done. And then Chris is in the waiting room. And then um, the doctor is talking to her and he's like, can you feel this? And he's like making the thing vibrate and putting it against her and like, can you feel this? And this is where Reagan starts to change. Oh, yes. Because Reagan looks over at him and she looks kind of aggravated and she goes, I don't feel anything.
1: He's like, oh, shit.
0: And it's like, okay. So then he's taking her temperature and the he goes, this is how it works. We put this in your mouth and it shows your temperature and it's a digital reading. Her temperature starts going up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of your temperature going up, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then she slaps it all out of his hand. She's like, I don't want
1: it. am like, oh, jeez. She's
0: like, whoa, okay. So then the nurse comes in. This part is fucking hilarious. Reagan got her hands on some bomb-ass weed. Because <laughs> she's leaning with her face against the door and she's humming.
2: Mm-hmm. Furry mm. walls, furry wall. Right, yeah. And then she's
0: like staggering around and like looking around kind of glassy-eyed. like. Oh, that Jeffrey oh, was good. Oh, my God. I'm so hot, I don't even know what's going on right now.
2: That's the melody of <laughs> the to funky town. That's it.
0: Boop, 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 boop,
1: boop, 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 He said, that's it. That's the melody of
0: the funky town. <laughs> oh, actually, he goes... That's it. What the code? No, the melody to the Funkytown. The so then she passes out. She just and then she just faints. So then uh, the doctor is telling Chris that she has a nerve. They're meeting by themselves in his office, and he's saying she has a nerve disorder, and she's got hyperactivity. This okay? Here's the list. When you have a nerve disorder, so you guys can check this list off. Right. Hyperactivity, temper, performance, and math. Yeah, I, I said performance in math. I think I have a nervous disorder because my performance in math soaks. <laughs> so he's like, here's a prescription of Ritalin. Because that's, you know, anything wrong with a kid, just give him Ritalin. I have a whole thing about that that I'm not going to go into either because it's just my opinion and I don't want to piss anybody off.
2: Not only that, but-, but you have to think, it's it's one of those things where... I know I'm getting, you know, money put into my pocket to give you this. Yes, I'm legitimately selling drugs. Let's just
0: drug your kids up and make them all mindless zombies, so they're easier to tell what to do. Right. Anyway, so he's like, "This could be stress caused by the divorce, and she's acting out because of it."
2: Which is, which is fair. Which right. is you that's know, a that fair is, assessment. That is I fair. Go with that yes.
0: Some of the shit they say later on is totally outlandish. And just, <laughs> you guys are scared shitless and trying to make excuses. Right. So then he asked her, "Does she swear?" And Chris is like, no. He goes, are you sure? Because she's pretty proficient at it. (laughs) And it it takes her forever. She keeps saying, well, what did did she say? What did she say? Tell me. So finally he goes, well, one of the things she said to me was to keep my fingers off her goddamn cunt. (laughs) And Chris is like taken aback. Like she's got her hand over her mouth. She's like, oh, my God. Like she's almost embarrassed, you know, like, whoa.
2: Didn't she say dirty cunt?
0: Uh, no, he said goddamn cunt because I wrote it down exactly as she said it. <laughs> get, her, get, like, her, get your fingers away from my goddamn cunt.
2: You're like, yeah, the proficiency of this. I right. had to write it down. <laughs> so then
0: we jump to Father Karras, and he's in the hospital because his mom has been admitted, and he's talking to his uncle because when he was visiting her before, she said, uh, Oh, your uncle stopped by Toshimi a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, they're like Italian or something.
0: Yes, very. Yeah, Hungarian, something very old world. Mm-hmm. And um, so she had a uh, uh, what's it called a uh, not an incident an episode of some kind and they had to put her in the hospital and then Karis is like why didn't you call me earlier and they've got her in the mental ward right so he gets into the into the ward to go see her she's at the very end and. Um, he gets converged upon by a bunch of crazy old ladies like grabbing onto him. And this fucks me up a little bit every time I see it because this actually happened to me.
2: Back up, bitch.
0: Well, okay, so <laughs> for the last couple of months of my dad's life, my dad died in 2004. Mm-hmm. For the last couple of months of his life, he was kind of in and out of the hospital and finally in and out of like hospice. Gotcha. But one of the times he was in like a nursing home type hospital, I had mm-hmm. gone to see him this was all happening like right around Easter time, you know. And I had gone to see him by myself right after work because it was in Phoenix and I lived in Chandler. And um, I was walking down the hallway to see him. And there was this old lady in a wheelchair kind of scooting herself around by her feet, you know. Mm-hmm. And she came up to me or she kind of wheeled over to me as I was walking by. And she was kind of murmuring like whoop, whoop. Almost like crying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: half crying, half hysterical, like literally out of her mind. And she grabbed my arm, and she got really hysterical. Like help! She wasn't saying help me, but I could tell that's what she was trying to. Do. And it freaked me out. And I looked, I looked down, and I met her gaze. And I looked directly in her eyes, and Roman, there was nothing there. Like she was absolutely goddamn out of her mind. And so we talked about exorcisms earlier and dealing with beings inside of people. Mm-hmm. You know what that looks like. Yes. I know what that looks like. Yeah, as you said it, I got goosebumps. There was something else Ooh. looking at me through her eyes and trying to communicate with me, but I think her physical state was so, so fucked, fucked, it could not communicate. And it was trying desperately. It was not that lady wanting out. It was the thing wanting out. And at this time, I was still very active in deliverance ministry and in, in exorcisms and doing this kind of spiritual stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: know that thing saw me and knew I was capable of getting it out of this lady, but could not convey to me that it wanted out. It was trapped in there. That's my take on it to this day. I'm going to dream about that lady tonight and it's going to keep me from sleeping because every time I talk about it, mm-hmm. I see her in my sleep every time I've told the story and I'm almost sorry I told it now, but that's for you guys, you freaks and weirdos. I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. You're welcome. Anyway, no, I'm just it, kidding. It's one hey. of
2: those things like to be honest even if it, I think just it crossing your mind, you saying something or not, yes. it was it was already triggered by that And scene. my spiritual mind
0: caught something uh, yep. and it stayed with me all these years. Mm-hmm. This was 2004. Mm. And every time I tell the story, I see it vividly when I go Look, to sleep.
2: Look, to be honest, you like you painted the picture for me. Um i was gonna make a joke and be like back up hot rod you right, know? right but no that that,
0: that is not because look literally one of the spookiest things that ever happened to me you said right? the feet, everything that happened to me.
2: what i can what i picture is if she if, if her feet were covered she had on those uh hospital socks yeah. with yep. the grips yep. you know so she's kind of just yeah and it's like oh i know that you know that i mm-hmm. know yes. that you
0: can do this and then a lady one of the nurses ran over and like apologize and i had to pry her hand off my arm mm-hmm. and wheeled her away and as they were wheeling her away she was looking behind her at me mm-hmm. yelling for me blah, 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 like panic blah, blah, and they wheeled her like around the corner and out of sight and it freaked me out no it, least, it, yeah, it is to this day it fucking freaks me out
2: it is definitely um when you know something you know something
0: i used to ride the bus to american screen supply because i couldn't drive for a while i didn't mm-hmm. have a license remember mm-hmm. I got on the bus one day Mm -hmm. and a lady got on the bus and sat across from me and stared at me and I, she knew I knew what it was and she was like swinging her feet back and forth under the seat and every time I looked over, she'd smile real big at me and I could see it in her eyes, Mm -hmm. what was looking at me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then her bus stop came and she went to get off the bus and like she walked by my seat and just kept eye contact with me the whole time she walked by, Mm -hmm. then got off the bus. And as the bus was pulling away, I could see her looking through the window at me, like, "Hey, yeah, it is. It know? is."
2: I've had an incident where uh, because
0: they read that shit on you, they know they I feel l- that energy.
2: I looked into my friend, and um, at the peripheral vision, I could see this big Cheshire cat grin right? on her face. Right, but it it was there's a there's a smiley face that has a really really big smile. I can't think of whose band it is but it's a really Disturbed. Good,
0: yes, like that. Yep.
2: That is the easiest way that I can describe yep. that grin.
0: The funny thing is I've ooh. seen that too. Oh. Every time I see the disturbed thing, I'm like, that guy saw something in yeah. his mind, whether he knows it or not. Yeah. Because I've seen that. Yes. So anyway, sorry, back to the movie. Ooh. In which our lives are a little bit scarier like, than sometimes, like, I think, right? Yeah.
2: The hairs on my arms right. are standing up because, ooh
0: So, um- his mom is like, Why did you do this to me? She's totally blaming him for being there. And, like, he goes to hug her and she, like, turns away from him. Like, she won't even talk to him. She's like, Why'd you do this? She doesn't want to see him. So then they cut to Karis in the boxing gym and he's taking out his frustrations on a boxing bag and he's beating the living shit out of it. So then we cut to the dinner party at Chris's house.
2: He asked his uncle, Why'd you bring her here?
0: Oh, that's right. When he first got there, he's like,
2: Why'd you bring her here? Right. And he's like, he laughed and was right. like, we don't have the money. <laughs> and he told him, you're
0: right, because then he goes, if you would become a famous psychiatrist instead of a priest, you'd be living in a penthouse right now, mm-hmm. not putting up with this.
2: So it, you can you can see the, I, I think his his moral fibers. In he's probably
0: movement. been getting that ration of shit since he was a kid, and since At, he was young. And he's torn. So you can see that's what's mostly probably causing his crisis of faith.
2: It's that and then people always doubting because they're like, well, aren't you a man of science
0: yeah, and a man of right? faith? And what? plus it's gotta be hard to do confessions. and have People just dumping their shit on you all yeah, the time. Craziness. Yeah. So now we're at the dinner party at Chris's house and Burke, the Burke Dennings, the director, is the director's drunk. And he goes, he looks at the guy next to him. And he goes, there seems to be an alien pubic hair in my drink. <laughs> I don't even remember meeting her. Do you know who it is? And he's like, ah, no so then the german butler's there and i'm only assuming that that burke dennings is jewish because he's so hostile to this german butler
2: for sure
0: he's like he's asking about um he's like were you there at Nuremberg or blah 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 and he's like I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, I suppose you never bowled with Goebbels either, did you? <laughs> you fucking Nazi. I'm about to say that's when he says you fucking Nazi. <laughs> so the the housekeeper's trying to be good and, and stay away from him. So then Chris is asking about Father Karis to Father Dyer. She's like, who's that one priest I keep seeing? He's got dark hair, really strong facial expressions or whatever. She's so trying like, not to say handsome. Yeah. You can tell. And he's like, "Oh, that's Father Karis, The young guy. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist. He's our he's our psychiatrist at the school or whatever blah blah blah. And she goes, "He's had a rough time. His mom just died a couple of days ago." So this is obviously a few days after the hospital visit. Right. His mom died in the hospital.
2: So one thing that one thing I kind of notice about this movie is there's really no sense of time.
0: Except for when they say it
2: mm-hmm outside of the, the so you got pendulum, it, it looks the, like
0: it's a continual thing, but this not. is actually a couple months worth of events because you know if, when you go for testing at the hospital, it takes days to get the results. then you got to make another appointment for a couple of weeks to go back and then you got to get those results. And at the one point in the movie, as we're getting through here pretty close, She's meeting with all the doctors and she's like, 80 doctors and this is all you can tell me? Right. Reagan's seen fucking 80 doctors. Are you kidding me? Right. Or 80 doctors have been involved in this whole thing.
2: I'm like outside of the the pendulum stopping. Yeah. You know, that one point and you know. Time just stopped. Yeah. Other than that, I can't.
0: Because Father Marin still had to have time to get back from Iraq and everything else. Yeah.
2: And they say, you know, a couple months ago he was in Iraq.
0: Yes. There's little tidbits. That show you the timeline. Yeah. So then uh, uh, Dennings, he follows the butler into the kitchen and he's still heckling him. And he calls him a (laughs) fucking Nazi again, like Nazi scum or something. And the dude loses it and starts choking. him. Oh, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So then they have to pull him off. They have to pull him off, Dennings. And then they show Reagan asleep in her bed. Just for a minute. Right. And then they go right back to... They're helping... They Okay, so this is funny. The guy's so drunk he can barely talk or stand up. You put his coat and hat on him and just shove him out the door and let him loose on the world.
2: And the, the look of like, whew.
0: Yeah. We got past yeah. that one. So you know? the only thing I can imagine is he's a famous director. Maybe he had a car waiting downstairs to drive him home or something. That, but still, you're not going to walk him down. like.
2: And their expression was like... Maybe he's one of those handsy types, right? right. Because they both they both had yeah, this and they were this, like, oh my this God. relief. Well,
0: he gave her that big awkward hug, mm-hmm. and then they showed her face, and she was like, "Uh, right." So then he goes home, and they're all sitting around the piano, and Father Dyer's playing, and they're all singing, which I guess is what they did in the seventies at, at parties, mm-hmm. well-to-do parties. They didn't need no welfare day. <laughs> and look, everybody this is- pulled his weight. <laughs> those were the days <laughs> oh shit that's <laughs> funny so then uh as they're singing oh there's an important thing i missed gotcha one of the dudes at the party is an astronaut okay because he's talking to father dyer about the gemini project oh yeah, yeah and yeah, how yeah, they yeah. were up you know in space and it was incredible and then dyer's like next time you go up you gotta take me with you you know blah blah blah, and they're kind of laughing about it Mm -hmm. this is kind of important too because that was the Gemini probe the serial killer in Exorcist 3 was the Gemini killer Mm -hmm. so it's all kind of connected so then Reagan comes down and she's kind of standing there and they stop singing and Father Dad goes oh we have a visitor how cute they're thinking oh the little girl got out of bed it's so cute and she's standing there she looks over at the astronaut and she goes you're gonna die up there and they're all like shocked, like, "The fuck did she just say?" And then she pisses all over the carpet.
2: So this is the the scene that scary movie too. Yes. You know <laughs> that they uh, they make fun of, right? Because it's what's his name right here. He's the priest.
0: Oh yeah, James Woods. Yes, he's, you're right. He's the priest. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. because
2: yeah, I I said it um, when we were watching. I was like, oh, that's the scary movie part. Right because that's what's happening there yeah. you know they were singing whatever song and she comes
0: down and pisses was it Anna Ferris I, I couldn't
2: I, I couldn't can't remember who it was but she fucking pisses yeah. for like 3 I know. minutes <laughs> it's all uncomfortable <laughs>
0: but yeah she's like you're going to die up there
2: I'm like oh shit
0: yeah and it reminded me of Resident Evil
1: you're all going you to die down here you're going to die down here yes
0: so it freaked the astronaut, dude. It freaked him out, like fucked him up. So then Chris is giving Reagan a bath now. And she still has her nice party dress on and everything. Mm-hmm. But she's giving Reagan a bath and then she puts her to bed. And she goes, um, she's like, what made you say that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. And then she goes, mom, what's wrong with me? And she goes, it's just nerves, honey. Take your pill. <laughs> <laughs> just take this pill and pass out, please.
2: Here goes some melatonin.
0: So then Chris is going down the stairs, and the maid's cleaning up the piss, and she's like, is it coming out? She's like, I think so, ma'am. <laughs> you know.
2: That that L.A. pack, you brought that shit. Yeah, right?
0: So then uh, I could just hear the chick from 13 Ghosts, goddamn white people, i cleaning up their piss on the floor. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> so then Reagan starts screaming and chris runs back into the room and reagan's sitting on the bed and it's fucking shaking all over the place right so you're a parent i'm a parent right what would you have done in this situation I'd have
2: grabbed him and got out the fucking room
0: right not chris she jumps on the bed with her and it's like, oh, it's still shaking.
2: <laughs> the last time this happened, me and your dad were together. And I kinda like it.
0: <laughs> I ain't had a bed shake like this since nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it really makes me miss you, Dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so then uh Chris's friend uh goes to see uh um Chris's uh Father Dyer. I don't know why I wrote Chris's friend. Father Dyer Goes to see Father Karras, and he's crying over his mom. He's at his ha- he's at Karras house, and Karras is real distraught about his mom, and he kind of starts crying. And they're drinking, and then um, he puts him to bed, and Karras has this weird dream about the Saint Joyce the Saint Joseph coin falling, which he's also never seen. Right. He's never seen that. He sees a black dog. And then he sees a clock stop, and it's that clock in the office in Iraq that Father Marin saw, which Father Karras has never seen. Or
2: been to Iraq.
0: Yeah, he's never seen that clock, he's never seen the coin, but they were in his dream. Mm -hmm. The black dog is usually symbolic of like a hellhound Mm -hmm. or something like that. (laughs) Um there's a lot about the black dog. Look it up. People see the black dog a lot, like when they're driving and getting sleepy. It's something your mind will put in the road to keep you from falling asleep and killing yourself. Really? But people have also claimed to see black dogs like a ghost dog, like uh, a hound of hell, if you will, kind of tracking you down or following you. People have seen them with human faces, crazy shit like that. Oh,
2: shit are we talking about? I'm not going to say it. Nightmare on the Street 3? No. Oh. And you know some skinwalkers
0: Yeah, don't say that. It's after dark. Don't whistle. Right. Don't do none of that shit. Right. Anyway,
2: that's why I didn't. Well, you know, said it
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I should tell that story at some point too. Oh, yeah, you know we. Both I think got I told a- you that story. It freaked you out. We both got it. I was driving one night in pitch black out in Levine, mm-hmm. um, out on Dobbins before there was anything out there like twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and I swear I passed a black dog on the side of the road. And when I looked in my rearview mirror, it was snarling at me. Yeah, it freaked the shit out of me. So anyway, um, so the other thing that happens in his dream is his mom's coming up out of the subway. Mm -hmm. And he's across the street, like waving and yelling at her. And she's saying something, but you don't know what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And he's waving and yelling. And then she turns around and walks back down the subway. And then he's trying to run to her. And then the Saint Joseph's coin is on a necklace, and it falls, and then it, it's the end of the, it's the end of the dream.
2: What do you think that symbolizes?
0: I think it symbolized how this movie's going to end. Because at the end of the movie, what was the only thing left? That damn coin. So my my thought that? is,
2: well, in this moment with the sequence with him and his mom, is can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, and she's, she's going. She's going where she's going. stop it. Yeah, exactly. And she went down, if you notice. Exactly. Noticed. She went down. She didn't, Exactly. She wasn't taking the A train. Exactly. She, <laughs> so exactly. then Reagan's screaming at the doctor, I don't want it. I don't want it. And then she finally gives Ray, because he's trying to give her a shot, he finally gives her the shot, and she goes, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, God damn, you got a little potty mouth on you. Stop listening to that gangster rap, that wouldn't happen. So yeah, he gives Reagan the shot and she's like, first off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim west side when we ride coming quick with game. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh so, Grab the Glock when you see Pazuzu Park Call the cops when you see Pazuzu Park
1: oh, uh, Pazuzu Park There you go there you When go. you see Pazuzu Park.
0: <laughs> So then uh, Karis is in church and he's doing a service With communion I believe he's doing the communion service Yeah. Something. And he's kind of talking And then we cut back I kind of skipped over that because mm-hmm. I think he might have been saying something important But I wasn't sure I'm not Catholic. So then um, we cut back to Chris and the doctor. And I love this because they go outside. They go in the hallway to talk. And the doctor pulls out a cigarette and lights up in the hospital. And, and he's the a doctor. It's so funny. Such a different time we live in. Right. You know what I mean? So then uh, he's like, Reagan has some kind of brain issue. And she's like, what about the shaking bed? He's like, muscular spasms.
2: She was like, no.
0: And she's like, I was on that bed. It wasn't muscular spasm. That shit was shaken. Like John Holmes was doing a scene, <laughs> and we like they brought somehow John Holmes and Jenna Jameson together. Like they were on that bed and it was jumping around. <laughs> anyway, she goes and I went back in there later when Reagan wasn't there and I laid on the bed trying to make it do it. It wouldn't do it, and I got kind of frustrated. And <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a Dolomite scene. So right yeah, here. <laughs> right.
0: So then finally the doctor's like the problem is not her bed; it's her brain. And then he thinks she has a legion. In her brain. Let's talk about that play on words. You, oh, look, and you I brought that it. up when we watched you're like, a uh, legion? I'm like, don't say any more because I got a lot of shit to say on the podcast about yes. this. So been, a lesion. I've, I've
2: been waiting for this too.
0: A lesion mm-hmm. is like a, a blister, like a sore type thing, like a growth, a tumor you get on your brain Mm -hmm. that can cause cancer, it can give you brain damage. Sometimes they have to drain it, whatever. That's a lesion.
1: Mm -hmm. A
0: legion Mm -hmm. is a gathering of people or things Mm -hmm. like an army, like a legion is coming. Legion is also the name of the demon-possessed man that Jesus ran into Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Yep. So Jesus and his disciples came rolling up on shore. You guys are getting a good Christian education on this episode. I hope you're thankful.
1: Wow. We'll be
0: taking up an offering directly after. Mm -hmm. Send your offering to PO Box A, Santa Ana, California, 90210. Care of Jasperino. Drop your faux loco in there, and I will make sure your prayers get lifted to God himself. And God. God himself. (laughs)
2: Look fast, Kearney
0: Thomas. God (laughs) (laughs) himself. (laughs) So, um... Jesus and his disciples came rolling up on shore mm-hmm. and a man came out and he was naked and he had been living in the caves and he was filthy and he was almost like an animal they said mm-hmm. and he came running up on him and he was like my name is Legion for we are many. Mm-hmm. My name is Legion for we are many.
2: It's a, it's a, it's the 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 easiest way that you can uh give it to a person as um a movie reference is um Ghost Rider. Right. The first Ghost right. Rider with Nicolas Cage. Yep. He says, we are Legion.
0: Yes. And they've used that in a lot of movies too. Mm. They. They've used that in that movie Priest also. Yes. But Legion, because the way that demon hierarchies work, because I'm a little bit of a demonologist also. Mm. <laughs> um And they're... The difference between demonology and demonolatry, mm-hmm. demonology is the study of demons, mm-hmm. demonolatry is the worship of demons. Oh. There's a big difference Oh, there. yeah, that is true. So somebody tells you that demonology, demonolatry, demonolatry, uh-huh. that's not a good thing. Demonology is just the study. The
2: study. So ology is always the study of. Yeah. So, gotcha.
0: Anyway... Um, there are ranks of demons. There are dukes, there are kings, there are generals, and they all have legions underneath them. If you look into the Goetia, there was um, the lower key of Solomon. They will tell you how many legions of demons each king of hell or general or duke of hell has underneath them. And it's usually in the hundreds. You know, Some of them might just have 72, but some of those demons might have demons under them too. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I found was that this is almost way too much to get into, but um Fuck it,
2: time is irrelevant, even in this we movie. were
0: praying <laughs> we were praying at the end of a Bible study once, uh-huh. and this lady just looked up at me and said, "I am pain mm. and we prayed the demon out of her, and it dawned on me at that point. Pain
1: mm-hmm. is
0: a um Le- title mm-hmm. it's not a name, mm-hmm. it's a type, like there are pain demons, there are depression, mm-hmm. there's suicide. There is, you know, lust, envy.
2: Let's go into Hercules real quick. You have pain and panic. Yes,
0: and that's totally, that movie was out at that time, and I was Uh like, well, that's creepy, you know? So they have, like, um, not only a hierarchy, but they have departments. Like, Mm -hmm. these are all the pain demons. These are all the whatever demons. Mm -hmm. Legion was so full of demons that he referred to himself as Legion. Mm -hmm. And when he realized that Jesus was the son of God, Mm-hmm. he begged him he's like don't hurt me jesus right.
1: <laughs> you're crazy jesus
0: you're crazy <laughs> and he's like that's what my ex-wife said <laughs> but he was like don't hurt me jesus mm-hmm. why don't you hey can you just cast us all into those pigs over there mm-hmm. which is a big deal mm-hmm. because jewish people consider pigs to be absolute filthy animals mm-hmm. nasty they don't they don't eat pig they don't touch pigs Mm-mm. you know what i mean So Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead. And he's like, I'm going to head out. And they all went into the pigs Mm -hmm. and the pigs rushed and ran themselves over the cliff cliff, into the river and died. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why.
2: Over the river and through the woods.
0: They had to be released Uh because you couldn't. I mean, you might have been able to cast the demon out of the pigs, mm-hmm. but it was probably easier for them to just kill the pigs so they could be released to go back to do whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think Jesus prayed over the guy, and then the guy was okay. What? And he went back. They said he went back because he had been cast out of his city
1: right? Because for fucking
0: it. everybody up and being possessed, and he was living out there like an animal.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: when he went back into the city, cleaned up, and of, of his right mind, like it says in the Bible, everybody rejoiced. Mm-hmm. So that was the other thing about exorcism and, and getting rid of demons when, when I was working on it. Like I was saying earlier, gotta, it had to work to the glory of God somehow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the exorcist. It wasn't about even doing it. It was the action that was going to show someone else that God had the power to deliver that person. Gosh. And that's what the whole thing with Legion was. Mm-hmm. And when he went back into town, everybody was like, Jesus is the real deal because mm-hmm. we haven't been able to do anything with him. Right. So later on in the Bible... I hope this isn't boring, you guys, but I'm fascinated by this no, shit. No,
2: this, this shit, look, you already know. Later
0: on in the Bible, after Here. Jesus dies and goes to heaven, mm-hmm. Peter had been walking around uh, casting out demons, uh-huh. and there were the seven sons of Sceva uh-huh. in one town, and they were like priests or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was a man that was demon-possessed, and Peter had been there doing all these miracles and stuff. Well, they weren't, they were like, um, not pagan, but um, they weren't Christian, they weren't Man of god they were some other religion but they went to the demon possessed man and they said in the name of peter's jesus Mm -hmm. we command you to leave this man and they were trying to be all badass and the demon looked back at them and said "Whoop jesus i know but you i do not peter i know Uh who the fuck are you yep and he proceeded to beat their asses strip them naked Mm -hmm. and send them running into the street Mm -hmm. because there was no power behind it there was no authority he was like Because some other guy did this and I saw him do it. I want you to do it because that guy. And they were Mm -hmm. like, what? No, it doesn't work like that. We talked before. It's all intent. Yep. This was not to glorify God. It was not for the edification of anybody there. Nope. This was for them to show off and be like, look what we can do. We can do it just like Peter did it. And it didn't work that way.
2: And look, understanding what you said earlier about person's name. Right. Right. He recognized the two names. Oh, yeah.
0: He definitely he recognized them. Said, Oh, Jesus, I know. Peter, I know. But who are you? Who are you? Yeah. And who are you again? Right. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. Understanding, even with your own run in. Right.
2: You know, with the lady in the wheelchair.
0: Yeah. She she felt the energy. She knew. I know yeah. that you know. Yes,
2: and you see that I see. Lady that you on the see. bus. C- come on now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Come on wow. now. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Understanding when you mm. when there's that it's the I'm gonna go with you know a little scientific here. It's the vibration. You know, yes, what I'm saying it's that yes. same vibe. Your aura puts that on. right? You know, because people think the you know people use that term really loosely. I had a mentor,
0: mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's getting hard for me to sleep at night because all these spirits keep waking me up." Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted like, and I'm not talking about demons. I'm talking okay. about human spirits that had died mm-hmm. wanted to talk to me. I used to, I lost it. I had a whole notebook full of their stories. Damn. I was going to write a book.
2: Damn. Uh,
0: I talked to create. I talked to a a lady that was a prostitute in New Orleans in the 40s They got murdered and chopped up and I talked to a dude that was an extra on Day of the Dead. He was an actor. Dang. He was one of the zombies on, Day of the, on Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a little girl that had been murdered by a family friend and they never found out it was him. I talked to a little boy. This is the one that fucked me up where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. We talked to a five-year-old boy that had been poisoned by his mom. And he was like, mommy gave me funny tasting milk. And I went to sleep. And that's all I remember. And dude, I'm choking up right now. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Because my ex could channel this shit. Ugh. They could talk through her. Mm-hmm. And she would wake me up in the middle of the night. And it wasn't her. Right. And this happened so frequently. I was asking my mentor, how do I stop this? I just want to get a good night's sleep. Right. There was one night. Because she had the sight too. She could see shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was the thing. I could hear shit. She could see shit. Gotcha. It was like kind of, you know what I mean? It was a pairing. We woke up one night and there was probably 15 people standing around our bed waiting to talk to me. And I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. You know, I was like, you guys got to go. I'm sorry. You got to go. And I asked my mentor, I'm like, I just need this to stop. Right. And she goes, the problem is when the more you practice... And the more you work at this shit, and the more spell work you do, and the more meditating you do, and the more open to this stuff that you make yourself, you're like a beacon Mm -hmm. in darkness. It's like that movie Insidious. Mm -hmm. You're like, it's pitch black, and there's a tiny little light, and it's you. And every spirit is like, oh, I can talk to him. And that's mostly the problem. If you live in a house that you think is haunted, stuff's moving around, you're hearing shit, a lot of times they just want to be acknowledged. Hey, I know you're here. Cool, thanks for stopping by. I saw you. I heard you. I said That's all they want. Because imagine, you're stuck here
2: mm-hmm.
0: with everybody else. Nobody can see or hear you.
2: Look, it's... You know what I mean? Again, going back to the up guy.
0: Right. It's the same thing. Sometimes they just want to be acknowledged. And so as a, as a, Christian, as a Christian, I would try to cast this stuff out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As a pagan, I'm like, did you try talking to them? Mm-hmm. Maybe they just want to be acknowledged. They were probably there before you were. They might have died in that house. You might be living in their house. They're not living in your house yeah and it works out a lot more smoothly that way you're not rustling a bunch of shit up or pissing stuff off
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes stuff's got to go sometimes stuff, sometimes stuff is downright malicious and it's got to go right but sometimes it just needs a hello we had a house spirit in chandler his name was arthur named my car after him the rap four <laughs> okay i would come home every day hey arthur and when i would leave see you later arthur that's all he he would check on the kids he was an old man I think he died there Mm -hmm. he would go in at night and check on the kids he would go room to room thank you Arthur have a good night you know he was the house spirit he was cool the other old man there though scared the shit out of everybody Mm -hmm. because he crawled around on all fours and he scared the shit out of us when we saw him he would crawl around on all fours and we had a den with a fireplace and he'd be under chairs he'd be under the couch he'd be fucking crawling around one night, Ooh. I had a friend over, and I'd been telling my friend these stories, and she didn't believe me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we had the radio on, and I had one of the, those tuners with the big knobs on them, one of those old tuners, mm-hmm. and we had the radio on, and all of a sudden, she was watching it. The knob moved by itself and just cranked the stereo, and I turned around, and I went, Not cool! turn it the fuck down and the knob went back down oh and shit. she fucked the color drained from her face and there's the old man crawling around on the floor freaked us all out finally got somebody over that could read the shit because mm-hmm. we weren't getting anything out of it mm. she's like his cat had kittens in this house and he lost a kitten he's looking for that kitten and he died he had, He died looking he died crawling around on the floor trying to find that kitten so now he's forever looking for that kitten wow and I'm like fuck what a way to spend eternity you couldn't die fucking like <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so there was so I know we're a little off topic oh uh, right? yeah I know Um. so with you with, guys just break this up if you have to and you right right, to right. just break it up because we're going for it so we got a lot of movie left um, pop some popcorn
2: a good friend of mine so so me being um, my background a little bit is uh i'm a massage therapist my trade so um just
0: don't fart on him he pops your back
2: <laughs> you fucking frosted me like a cake
0: you bitch frosts me like
2: a cake <laughs> so um i go over to my friend's house to give him a massage right so first time i go in i felt off right and it's like all right whatever you know doesn't you know That happens a lot of the times, you Mm -hmm. know, because, like I said, I I take peace with me wherever I go. Right. You know, so you're taking peace into chaos. That's always going to be a conflicting thing. Right. Always. So I walk in and I felt something. And I've been there before and I felt something before. Mm -hmm. But this time was definitely different. Right. So um, I set up my massage table in um, the living room and how they had, how their house was set up. They had, you would walk in to the right was like a denish kind of, uh-huh. uh, I think it was like the dining room technically. Right, the dining room, and then right in front of that they had a it was a, a rectangle cut out of the wall, to where you could see into the actual living room. Mm-hmm. So you'd walk through the living room, and then there was the kitchen. Right. So, um, as I'm, you know, talking with him as he's about to get on the table, out of my peripheral vision, I see this. Thing walk by, like behind me.
0: Thing like non-human shape. Thing. thing okay.
2: And I and I and I, I say that for a specific reason. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna give you a visual. Okay. Think of um, think of Dobby from Harry Potter. Oh,
0: nice. I fucking hate Dobby.
2: So the there was another one that the the one that um, uh, the Slytherin dude had. Okay. So, it looked like that.
0: Okay. But
2: big. Oh, nice. Like, I would That's say... That's a good
0: visual, yep. F-
2: five inches. Just throw a
0: sock at that motherfucker. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know,
2: so I would say, you know, about five inches, you know. Okay. Big enough to be big, but small enough to be small, right. if that makes right. sense. Um, and it's slinking by. It goes into the kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... I can almost hear like rustling in the kitchen, and I'm like, hmm. I kind of had to grip my teeth and I, I, I grip my hands together because, well, you know, I made a fist with both hands. Like, I know I just saw what I saw, right. but it's okay, because at at this point, I'm like, look, I know you saw me, and I know you saw that I saw you. Yep. You don't bother me. I don't bother right. you. Cool. Right. So, um, I you know I I finished the. As I'm still massaging, it reappears, going back towards where it came from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back down the hallway. um, And I say this and I have to kind of breathe (sighs) because. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's it's walking and. It made sure that That I saw it. it, it, Right. You know, and. It, it it made sure. Yeah. It that's the thing. Nee, nee. Yes. Yeah. It it was almost that kind of poke. Yeah. Like, I know you saw me, see you, see me, right kinda of thing. It's yeah. like so it walks back down the hallway. So I'm like, whew. Okay. And I could feel the energy change in the
0: room. That's how much And you know why, right? Yes. You know why it wanted you to see it. Yes. Because most of the people that it's probably made see it mm-hmm. have forgotten they saw it. But it's still got that initial jump scare, fright energy mm. out of them. And those things feed on that. Of course. They feed on your fear. That's why they mm-hmm. want you to be afraid. And that's why they get super pissed off when you don't show any fear. Because it weakens them. Right? Look, you, look, look I got at that. You. Ooh, I got ooh,
2: you. Ooh, I got yeah.
0: Goosebumps. And let me reiterate, mm-hmm. most of the time you guys have seen this shit, you just don't remember.
2: Look, because what your mind will say is- It'll turn it off. You didn't see that. Yeah, it'll turn you it off. You didn't see that. And it will
0: make you forget. You didn't see that. That whole, do you know why the hair stands up on your arms when you're in the room by yourself? I do.
2: <laughs> Look, yeah. it, it is, you you saw it, it's like going back to this with right. the, the face. Yeah. Your mind saw it.
0: Yep. but Your you, subconscious caught it.
2: You may not have been able to see exactly what it was. But right. again,
0: I just gave you a vivid- description i saw it i can see it in my mind of right. what
2: that right. thing was so what'd you do so <laughs> because look i bring peace with me wherever i yep. go he wasn't ready f- f- to even have that conversation
0: at with all the person my friend aware. okay
2: he was not ready to have By the that way, conversation in, in
0: paganism we call that shielding gotcha it's it's the same thing but mm-hmm. it's look shielding
2: because i would be a dick if you go, even going into your U-Haul, you know situation. Right. right. Your friend wasn't ready for that. Yes. You know. Right. It's that same thing. I I knew he wasn't ready. Right. Because I can see he was searching for something, and I think when he the more and more he was searching, the more and more he started to kind of unlock that right. door to all of this stuff. You know. Yeah. So, um, I think he calls me like two weeks later, a month later, uh-huh. and he's like, "Hey, let's go have dinner." so I go have dinner with okay. him right and we're sitting there talking and the whole conversation shifts whole conversation he's like look something you know he's like something has been kind of going on I'm like
0: huh. do oh, too yeah
2: yeah I'm like okay what's you know what's up and, and why did you feel comfortable telling me this right right if I'm not mistaken he said I know that you know you're a man of faith you know you know something of that right. he's like and I felt comfortable talking to you and he's like it seems like it's all kind of started since you've left
0: oh shit you stirred it up
2: right so i was like all right well since we're having this conversation and this is a conversation right when we're about to leave right so we're we're literally walking out of the restaurant you know you kind of sh- you know shoot the shit by the car for a second and then you're leaving
0: yeah you and i do that for three hours right because <laughs> we, don't, we don't shoot the shit we right. shoot everything
2: right. so as i'm as we're almost parting away this is when he's telling me this and i'm right. like so you were just going to kind of say this in passing and right. You wanted to acknowledge it but not acknowledge it, right? Kind of yeah. thing. So I'm like, "All right, look. I'm I'm not saying I'm an expert at this or anything like that, but I'm going to tell you what I saw because you've brought this to my attention." Right. So <laughs> whew, And you know, I I I tell them you know exactly what I just told you. Uh-huh. And he's like, no fucking way. And he wasn't saying that like he didn't believe it; he was saying it like he's seen it. Right. So how the so how the 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 house was set up? Like I told you, there was the the, the room to the the right where we were doing the massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little further, again, there's the the rectangle that's cut out of the wall to where you can see into the actual right. the living room. There's the kitchen, and then so when you first walk into the house, again, there's the right there's that room. You walk a little further. You make a left, and that's the hallway. Okay. So, the hallway set up like a T. Like right. just think of a capital T. Yeah. So you go down the hallway. Um, the first door to your right is the bathroom. Okay. So when you walk, when you keep walking, you walk directly into the. There's there's a room directly at the end of the hallway, where the, the where the, hallway splits. There's a room to the left and there's a room to the right. Right. So it's a three bedroom house, three bed two bath if I'm not mistaken. So, he says. It 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 uh, (laughs) I'm uh,
0: breathe because I can
2: I can I can visualize it as he's telling me this I can I can see this happening so he says that um you know for a while he's like he's like I can't even really put a a timeline or how many times it's happened he says but it it usually happens when I'm there by myself. He says, um, I'll be walking down the hallway, and he's like, I feel like as soon as I turn the right corner to go into the master bedroom, something from the other bedroom, he's like, I feel like it's chasing me. He's like, I get into the room. He's like, I almost scurry into the room. I close the door. He's like, like, I feel like it almost gets me. He's like, sometimes I'll be asleep and I hear something at the door. He's like, I hear something. He's like, I...
0: So and he lives there by himself.
2: It, it, it was him and his girl. Oh, shit. So okay. This is when, you know, my mind is kind of working now. Right. You know, in the spiritual, not not, you know, the physical. Spirit world. Yes. So, as he's telling me this, I can see this thing. So, what happens is, as soon as he closes the door, it never takes his eyes off of the door. Right. It does that eerie walk backwards. Into the room. So the, the 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 reason why it was emanating from that room was uh-huh. because Grandpa used to live there.
0: Oh shit!
2: And I guess Grandpa had this other side of him. My
0: ankles just stood up.
2: Other side of him, and I guess him and Grandma would be separated in the house, and he was always in that room. Um if i'm not mistaken he passed in that room okay and oh shit yeah um they said that if uh i think when they were cleaning out the room they found i think a like a, a wolf skeleton head in the closet or something like that but he was always in that room
0: now when you say another side of him but mm-hmm. can you expand on that a little bit what you think there was a wolf head, a wolf skull head. Were they, was he native at all?
2: I don't think he was native.
0: Yeah, let me... Okay, go ahead. Um,
2: But I think... So they said he wasn't a nice person. Okay. And they said he he was very not a nice person.
0: Here's the thing. hmm I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. I hear wolf skull.
2: Right. And that's that's not something that you hear every day.
0: Well... For so to natives, mm-hmm. wolves are sacred, gotcha, bears are sacred, mm-hmm. eagles are hella fucking sacred, right? Like, the medicine man gets the eagle feathers, and mm-hmm. like, if you're not some kind of holy man, you can't even touch the eagle feather, right? You're not even supposed to have it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I've learned a lot of this from Roe, right? Um, there's certain animals they don't like, they don't like any reptiles, no snakes, no lizards, um. The only reptile that the Navajos recognize is the horned toad,
1: because gotcha.
0: that's like their ancestor that carries their ancestry somehow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, but okay. So these sacred animals, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to have anything that belonged to them, unless you're a powwow dancer mm-hmm. or a shaman mm-hmm. or a medicine man. Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, dude. So. We saw a video of a lady doing a bear dance, and mm-hmm. she's wearing a whole bear skin with the head and everything, mm-hmm. and she's doing the bear dance, and that's like a super sacred, like, Ro is telling me, they shouldn't even video videoed this, but it's beautiful, and we watched it, and she's like, this is a super rare, like, sacred, you don't see this, mm-hmm. maybe a couple times in your lifetime, you might, if you're lucky, see this. damn type of stuff because those animals are sacred and they all represent something mm-hmm. you're not supposed to take anything i just talked to one of our listeners and i never talked about this mm-hmm. i'm i've decided i'm, decide- I'm going to cut this episode in half that's but funny. i'm going to upload both episodes together so people don't have to think they li- this is going to go six hours yeah it really sure. is for sure so um <laughs> i talked to one of our listeners a couple weeks ago i don't know if he wants me to use his name so i won't mm-hmm. but i get a text out of nowhere that says what do you know about binding stuff? And I'm like, well, yeah, I know a little bit, you know, yeah, so something,
1: something. well, it
0: turns out he had gone to the res in Tucson, mm-hmm. the Indian res, the native res, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And the indigenous people res. <laughs> anyway, he went to the res, right? And he that's brought, a, that's back, a safe word. <laughs> and he brought like, he, there was a cool looking branch or like a stick Ooh. or so he brought it back with him. Mm-hmm. Everything in his life fell apart after that. Like, of
2: course, he well, took some shit that wasn't Lost his
0: job, his mom died, house falling apart. The last straw was like, they installed a, a shower, mm. like kind of like mine with the glass door, mm. and it just shattered by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, I get it." So I was like, "Dude, you need to take that back. Right? You need to ask the land. You need to apologize to the land for taking it. Right? Take it back and leave some kind of offering with it, like right. alcohol, right. cigarettes, something, tobacco, something.
2: Something to appease. Yeah, leave the like, land. leave a
0: leave an offering with it. Tell them you're sorry. You didn't know, and it won't happen again. Mm-hmm. He did. He took it back, and everything's fine." No. I will not fuck with... Okay, I've, no, I do, I have face mm. down. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to brag. This is all humble. I bound mm-hmm. a demon that was called one of the kings of hell. I mm-hmm. bound him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I shouldn't say, well, my energy, my help, whatever it is that helps me do this shit. Right. Bound him. And mm-hmm. he had to ask me permission to be let go. I will not fuck with a native spirit. mm Because it was in that ground way before anything. When this earth was created, it was there. It's an earthbound spirit. It belongs there. And you can't fuck with it. Mm -hmm. I've had people say, uh, our house is extremely haunted. The spirit is extremely violent. We're scared for our safety. And this used to be native land. Move. We think it might have been sacred. And I say, get the fuck out of the house. What? Uh, I'm not even coming over. No. Mm -mm. You're on their space. They are not on yours. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of that house. Don't look back. Don't take anything off that land with you and get out. They don't like hearing that, but dude, I I tried to exercise, not exercise. I tried to clean a house out mm-hmm. of a native spirit once and I got my fucking ass kicked. Oh yeah. I will never mess with a native spirit ever again. You know what I mean? I got sick to the point Look. that I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Every and time. Get this. Get this. Hey, <laughs> it's not the worst of it. I had to fucking humbly apologize to the spirit and ask it to leave me alone mm-hmm. before it would leave me. Dude, it wasn't no like, okay, I'm going to leave now. No, I went back to my house 40 miles away, and I was sick as a fucking dog still. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, It's so. very humbling. It's really yeah don't don't do it don't fuck with it yo so i, I tell you this every don't go time over there every time
2: this every time this conversation comes up right so um going back to your last podcast right, right. so i'm listening i was driving to new mexico uh-huh was it the skinwalker one <laughs> i don't I, I can't i can't say for certain which one it was but Th- what you just said comes uh, up, right? And as I'm driving, it's pitch fucking black. Right. It is pitch fucking black. Mm-hmm. All I can see is my highlights. You know, my high yeah, beams yeah. are on. So I'm driving and the fucking, it seemed like the moon popped up out of nowhere right. <laughs> as you're saying. It's been here before you, it's gonna be here after you, and it's just this big ass... Like, so if I'm not mistaken, I was coming up through Sholo, so there was all these trees and stuff like that, right? So out of no fucking where, at, I mean, almost as you're saying it, I come out of like the clearing... And it's nothing but fucking desert. I'm right. like, that's why I couldn't see this, uh, the, the moon yeah. because of the trees, yep. right? So as you're saying it, you're like, look, it's been here before, you know. It's 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 gonna right. be here after you. Yep. Don't be fucking with it, right? Look, I my stomach drops. I oh feel that God, that so that feeling, and I'm like, I'm gonna turn this off. I'm gonna put on some music right. because <laughs> y'all gonna meet me. Lose look, my mind. I had to I had to like legitimately like not think of that in this in that very present moment because i was fucked up i was like oh yeah we're not Mm -mm."
0: so um let's bring it back to your story yes so (laughs) just give you some background on that wolf skull that should not have been there yes that's bad juju already yes um so
2: i i i told him i'm like look until you're ready to deal with that
0: right yeah. <laughs> so what did they do? What did you do? Did uh, no. You never went back to it? No. What did they they never I
2: I couldn't tell you what they really? did exactly. if if I'm not mistaken. I think uh because that's when he told me he's so like
0: fucking Dobby's still hopping around in that house. Somewhere. I think so. They might not even live there anymore. I don't
2: I to be honest, I don't think they live there anymore. But I told him. I'm like, look, until you're ready to deal with it, I'm like, you're gonna have to kinda of run through you your You don't
0: know what they did with the skull or anything? Oh my god. I don't
2: I don't because at this point it was like look do I feel like I'm capable of doing something yes mm-hmm. but at the same time I know
0: you know what though yeah there's too much yeah there's too much you don't know yeah for sure for something like for- that you have to have background you have yeah. to know what it was yeah. where it came from fuck ah, dude understanding understanding that I know my limitations and that's why I didn't give a fuck that you saw it
2: look and and the thing is um it wanted... So, I, I I know one of the things that it was, for certain. Uh-huh. For certain, because okay. I saw it later. Right. For certain, pity.
0: Oh. Pity. Totally not what I was expecting. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, the reason I know it was pity is because I've dealt with pity before.
0: So, it was a type of pity. Yes. Wow. Yes.
2: And the reason I say that is because... Um, Think of again. Think of that. I, I I keep saying Dobby because I don't know the other one's
0: name. I don't either, but I know what you mean. Think
2: of I are, are they
0: elves. They're they're house elves. Okay, so. God damn it! Why do I know that? So think it's of fucked up. So think of that, but still better than Twilight. <laughs> overly like overly sized. Okay. Yeah. Like built very very weird. Very rotund. So,
2: yes. Really really long hands. Really yes. really long feet. Yeah. Um,
0: like a knuckle-dragger almost
2: almost almost and it was one of those things at first It starts off again about five feet really really well, the
0: more you feed it the bigger it gets so
2: it, it's 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 small in stature, right, right and I Can see it and it's again,
0: Did you see the Hobbit movies? Yes. The Goblin King. Yes. But smaller. Yes. Because he was huge. Yes. But that's what I'm seeing something, in my head.
2: Something similar too, right? Yeah. So it's it's it it's sulking by sloking, you right. know, like right. Very. Look at me. Right. I'm I'm little. I'm. It, it wants you to take pity on it. Yes. And the, when I did the second time, it mm. it walked by me, right cheshire cat grin oh shit huge i mean almost get it's up, come on get down with
0: the sickness it's its
2: whole face i mean it it and i can only see peripheral yeah, right so it's
0: razor teeth oh my gosh Fuck. yeah
2: and if i'm Fuck. Not, i've seen i've seen the mouth open not that one right but the reason i know it's the same thing is because i've seen the mouth open right. and it's the whole head
0: yeah oh shit
2: Think of, like, Canadians. Canadians? Yes. <laughs> you are racist, sir. You sir are so racist. <laughs> but it is, it was that, you know, like. Wow.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Once I was, there was a woman that had been sexually molested as a child.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, that was something, or rather My? perversion. Yeah. You know, kind like of, well, that. that I was, in there, I was
0: too. working on the deliverance on her. <laughs> And it's a weird combination of lust and shame and yes. like, dude, Yes. It's such a weird yes. combination yes. of yes. things yes. and suicide and everything else. But her whole demeanor changed and she looked up at me and she was in her late 20s. Mm-hmm. She could have been four years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to five or six different entities here mm-hmm. at the same time. The same going down, coming up, going down, coming up. Yep, down, coming yep. Up. yep, yep. And then that one finally came up, and I was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And it's very, very tiny. Because usually they're trying to scare you. Like very. I'm Lucifer. Ha ha. Like, seriously, dude? Right. No. <laughs> you right. know, but I'm like, who are you? very small, tiny, like barely a whisper. Mm-hmm. I'm shame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, get this. Shame, as small as it seemed because a lot of times when there's a lot of them there's a big one yeah. controlling all of them of course. shame as small as she seemed mm-hmm. was the big one controlling all of them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it took me a while to figure that out cuz you don't think it cuz it's so meek and meek but it was the biggest issue she had and it doesn't have to be big and scary it's whatever your biggest issue was yep whatever one that you're fighting with the most issue, which led to it's just like star wars Fear leads to anger, and anger mm-hmm. is the path to the dark side. Whatever he says, mm-hmm. the shame that she felt the as a child—it brought, yeah, it brought in, <laughs> it brought in anger, it brought in suicidal thoughts. Yes, it brought in. Lust as a way to deal with the shame yes. and take power from it. Yes. You know what I mean? There's layers upon layers of shit sometimes mm-hmm. that you have to work your way through to get to the core of it. And the core of this was shame. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have thought that you'd know oh, it's the lust demon or it's the anger. Or, you know what I mean? Because Something these strong. are because but these
2: are the the ones that you hear the about most, the most. They were the most prominent.
0: Prevalent. The ones that stuck out the most. Mm-hmm. But usually the ones that are in the forefront aren't the big ones. The big mm-hmm. ones are going to stay unseen. So yeah, that's just the way it works. But let's get back to the movie real quick. Yes. We're gonna... <laughs> Go off. I just had tangent. this crazy, this crazy joke when you were saying, cause you went over there to give your friend a massage uh-huh. and the little thing was walking around. It was like, I next- just wanted a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I had to say it. I'm so sorry. I
2: want to bite your hand. Right, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I want to bite your hand.
0: Right, so anyway, um, So he thinks she has a brain, bringing it all the way around, like we said, like an hour ago. He (laughs) thinks she had a brain lesion, not a legion, a lesion. But that was your, uh, your spiritual Bible study from the 700 takes podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. So then we go back to Reagan getting a procedure done. And, um, this is the one with the tech that was the murderer that we talked about earlier. Oh,
2: so this is the scene where he's in. Yes. How crazy
0: is that? Right.
2: Super fucking crazy.
0: And this is when they do that painful one where they put that catheter in, the blood comes shooting out of it. That's (laughs) the one that made everybody faint. And um, the machine's like going, (laughs) and it's taking x-rays of her brain, and they're looking at it, and they're like, oh, there's no sign of a brain disorder here at all. That's really weird. So then um, the doctors, while they're looking at it, get a call. The nurse comes in, and they're like, Chris McNeil is on the phone. And the next scene, they're showing up at Chris's house, and they come running in. And when they come in the house, they can hear Reagan upstairs screaming. And there's banging going on. And um, she, they go up there, and she. this is when she's banging back and forth on the bed up and down where it fucked up her back. Right. And she's screaming, Mother, Mother, make it stop. It's trying to kill me, Mother. And they're like, what the heck is going on? So they go to step forward, and she jumps up on the bed, and she goes, keep away, the sow is mine. And it's like, oh, shit. And this is the first time she's really spoken in a different voice. Right. And it's kind of creepy. But keep away, the sow is mine, which is weird. The sow, it's a cow, right? It was a horse or a cow, a sow? I think it's a big, fat cow is what it is. I don't, I don't know. know what call it. Anyway, <laughs> I think P- William Peter Blatty, I think he's English, and you can totally tell, by the way, like, he talks. Gotcha. So anyway, um, this is where, so Chris is standing by the bed, and this is where she pulls up her gown, and she starts thrusting it at her mom, like, fuck me, fuck me, and Reagan screams, and then she falls down on the bed, and she, and, uh, the mom's in a panic, and she doesn't know what to do, and the doctor's trying to give her an injection, and, um, This is where her eyes kind of roll back and she goes, oh, and her neck like bubbles out and looks all crazy. Right, right, right. And then, so then Chris is talking to the sitter and the doctors come out and they're like, she's heavily sedated. And then the doctors are trying to explain what they think is wrong. Chris thinks they're full of shit, which she's right. And she's like, what do we do? And they're like, well, we're going to have to run some more tests and do another spinal tap. And she's like, oh, God. Because her daughter's been through so much. Right. She's been through so much. Right. And she's pissed because she's realizing now these doctors really have no idea what's going on.
2: That's why it's called their practice and not the profession. Right.
0: Right. So the doctor is like, is she on any drugs? And she's like, no. Like, are there any drugs in your house? No. She said, I
2: don't even have grass.
0: She was, I don't even smoke grass. Yeah, that's so Cause funny. Because I, I was like. Because you thought she said, I don't even smoke crack. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kicked my husband out. <laughs> crack is whack. <laughs> crack is whack. <laughs> Remember, we did the a few episodes back, we did the Pee Wee Herman PSA. Yes. This is crack cocaine. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> uh. Boy, Pee Wee. And remember, don't masturbate in public either, Francis. <laughs> so anyway, um, so Chris is like, um, we had plans. We were building a house. We were going to go to Europe. Um, and the doctor finally breaks down and tells her, we think it's time for a shrink, for a psychiatrist. Right. So then Chris comes home and the phone's ringing and no one's there. And as she walks in, the lights flickering on and off in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So then, um, the phone's ringing and the lights flickering as she's walking out. The demon face appears over the stove for like a split second. Right. And then on this version, not the theatrical version, but on this version that you've never seen when she goes to go into the bedroom, there's a demon face on the bedroom door inside too. When she opens Mm -hmm. it that you don't see. So then, um, Reagan's window is open and she covers Reagan up and she shuts the window and she opens the door and goes into the hallway and this is also the special edition. The statue of Pazuzu that we didn't see I don't know if you saw this one or not. But there's a black space when she walks out the door.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The shadow the statue of Pazuzu oh, yeah, superimposes mm-hmm. right there real quick. So then there's nobody there. She's looking around, there's nobody else home. Mm-hmm. So Chris is, the the sitter comes home, the nanny comes home, and Chris is yelling at her for leaving Reagan alone. Right. She's like, what were you thinking? Leaving her alone like that? And she's like, no, no, no. Mr. Uh, Dennings was here. I left him here with her so I could go get her medicine, and he stayed here with her. Right. <laughs> so right when she says that, the doorbell rings. Oh, this was stupid. Okay. When she was coming home from the hospital, she's driving by the back of her house. Right, it's full of paramedics and ambulances and like fifty people standing around. And she drives right by it to the other side, the front side of her house to go in. Mm-hmm. This was all at the back of her house. She paid no attention to it whatsoever. Like I don't know if she was just thinking, "Oh, well, it must have been just a car accident or what?" Or maybe like I, because I, I remember she's so distraught. Right, uh, maybe she just didn't pay any attention. So the doorbell rings, and they open it, and this guy comes in, and he looks all fucking distraught and sad. And he goes, I guess you've already heard. And she's like, heard what? And he goes, Burke, he's dead. He must have been drunk. He fell down the steps outside that window and broke his neck. And then Chris flips out. She starts having a massive breakdown. She's screaming and crying, banging her head against the wall practically. So then... The guy leaves. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh. so this is also not theatrical. This is the special edition we watched. This was cut out of the original. Reagan comes fucking crab walking down the stairs like goddamn Bray Wyatt. If you know what I'm talking about, it's a guy from wrestling that does this. Oh, yeah. She's pretty much backwards on her hands and feet walking backwards down the stairs with her stomach facing up, the crab walk. Mm-hmm. She comes down the fucking stairs and scares the shit out of Chris, and she opens her mouth, and blood's coming on. She's like, bah! And then the music here was awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
0: really intense, really creepy, and then you get a black screen. Sh- and Chris like, oh my God! And then you get a black screen.
2: Yeah, because right here, I was like, what the fuck, they cut?
0: So this is, yeah, and I told you, I said, this is like the end of, of part one, of the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that black... Going, you know, it's like signaling a new scene. Gotcha. But I think it's telling you, in this case, from this point forward, this movie's gonna be fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna to be totally out of control and nuts. Like you ain't seen nothing yet, is what I take it as.
2: Baby, you just ain't
1: seen nothing yet.
0: Right? <laughs> Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. We used to work with this guy that had a bad stutter, and I feel really bad. His name was Dennis. He had a really bad stutter, and we used to always say that was his favorite song. It was the only one he could karaoke. <laughs> but baby, you just ain't singing nothing yet. <laughs> it was horrible because we'd be, we'd be in a in a meeting every morning because mm-hmm. when I worked at Chase, mm-hmm. we'd be in this big employee meeting. And there was like twenty of us in there. We all just want to get the fuck out. It's a ten minute, you know, production meeting, and then I always go, "Does anybody else have any questions?" Fucking Dennis would raise his hand every meeting, and you could feel the whole room just dropped, like, oh. Uh, and he'd go, uh, yes, I was uh, just uh, wondering if the... The... Filing? The... And everybody's just wanting to put a gun in their mouths at this point. The production is going t- to go the, the same... And it was just some stupid rhetorical question that everybody knew. He was just reaffirming something. Mm-hmm. And he was the nicest guy. Everybody liked him, but we were all sitting there and it was going, Dennis, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I had friends, that, I had a guy that I worked with that had worked with Dennis for like 15, 20 years. Damn. He was old school. He'd been there for a long time. Mm. He swore to God, when that guy got drunk, he had no stutter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's, it's, it's
2: usually a mental thing. It's usually a mental right. block.
0: And if there's anybody out there that stutters, I hope you don't think I was making fun of you. I wasn't. I, no, 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 I totally like Dennis, but I was trying to give you an example of what he was doing. I in no way was trying to offend anybody or make fun. But you knew what you were getting into when you turned this off.
2: Look, Moses had a lisp. He had a stutter. saying shit. That's I what I meant. Uh, I said a lisp. He had a stutter. I think one of the- Speech impediment.
0: Well, he fell through <laughs> <a> four stories <laughs> through an octrarium <laughs> or whatever they're called. Went through that.
2: <laughs> through that. So
0: anyway, so now in the blackness, you can hear the psychologist's voice talking to Reagan. And then Reagan opens her eyes, and now you can see what's going on, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Reagan's fucked up. She no longer looks like an innocent little girl. Her face has changed, mm-hmm. like visibly changed. And she's being questioned by the shrink who has hypnotized her. And I was telling you, because she was sitting in the chair with her, arm with her like. hand up in the air. Mm-hmm kind of limp and I went, you know why her hands like that? He hypnotized her. Because when you hip because I know how to do hypnosis mm-hmm. among my other things that I do, I'm really good at hypnotizing people. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you do to make sure that they're totally under your suggestion is you convince them that their hand and their arm doesn't weigh anything. And it floats up in the air like this.
2: Damn.
0: So anyway, so he's got her under hypnosis and they're talking and Chris had told them about Captain Howdy, so they're thinking she's displaying like a multiple personality type of thing. So he decides he's going to call, he's going to talk to Captain Howdy. So he calls Captain Howdy Howdy, forward, and when when we watch this, what did I say? Fucking idiot! (laughs) (laughs) He calls Captain Howdy forward. He's like, I call you forward, and boy is he pissed. This is the part on the back of the of the VHS where she's making that crazy face mm-hmm. looking up at him cuz he's like are you Captain Howdy and she looks up at him like I am going to fucking rip your head off turn it upside down and shove it back through the hole I made. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a really evil look but it's more one of annoyance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean like I know you didn't just fucking call me like how
2: you really
0: right. So this is I think uh exemplified by how captain howdy acts uh captain howdy starts growling and grabs the shrink by his dick right <laughs> and he's like oh and then she attacks him he's like <laughs> she's got my dick she's got my dick he wasn't really yelling that but i can imagine in his head he was screaming that the top of his mental lungs right she's got my <laughs> dick <laughs> Oh the little doctor the little doctor <laughs> the little doctor <laughs> So then they had to yank her off of him. So now we cut to Father Karis and he's jogging. He's got his sweatsuit on, he's jogging around the track at the school. And um what was the cop's name? Freed not Friedman, that's the uh that's the director um it was um why did i forget this other than i'm really tired uh kinderman so kinderman is sitting on the bleachers watching karis jog around the thing and karis notices that he's watching him right so then on the next lap he stops and he's like uh are you father karis and he's like yeah and he goes yeah i knew it would be you they said you look like a boxer and they made a boxing reference that I didn't write down because I figured it was antiquated and nobody else would get it anyway. Mm-hmm. So He said he looked like somebody. Oh, yeah. He'd... And then after they talked, he said he looked like somebody else who I'm assuming is probably an ugly boxer. Right. It was almost like if they were like, oh, yeah, you look like um, Mike Tyson. Right. And Or not Mike. Let's say, um, who's the other guy? Muhammad Ali. No who's the guy uh, evander holyfield gotcha that dude was huge he was big guy big handsome guy so it's almost like he said you look like evander holyfield mm-hmm. and then at the end he was like oh i was wrong you look like george foreman <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and uh so then they're talking and he's asking him about if he knows anything about dennings he's like oh yeah i heard he died and he goes he had an accident he goes yeah let me tell you what really happened. This is in confidence between you and me as a cop and a priest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We found him at the bottom of those stairs. His head was totally facing the wrong direction, which is pretty impossible to have happened by falling down the stairs. Right. <laughs> so the cop already kind of has an idea of what he thinks going on. He thinks somebody murdered him. But, you know, so he's asking. Then he asks you, what do you know about witchcraft? He goes, Oh yeah, I wrote a paper on it. He goes, I know I read it, which I guess it was a rhetorical question. What do you know? Right. So then um he tells them how Dennings died, and he's like, You're the guy at this host at this school that talks to everybody, um, all the priests, everybody. There's been some graffiti and some really cruel, like weird vandalism going on at the church, and I think the two might be connected. Right. Do you know anybody that might be have tendencies like that? Like maybe a disgruntled priest, something like that? And he's like, no, I don't know anybody that fits that description. And that's when he's like, so I have a feeling even if you did know, you wouldn't tell me because of your confidentiality as being a priest. He's like, yep, pretty much. So then he's like, you know, I throw this out just in passing, but a priest in California just went to jail for withholding evidence. It was
2: Look, it was, and it was, he's not throwing it out in passing. He was throwing it out as a jab.
0: Right. It was definitely a jab. And then the, and then uh, Karis gets kind of upset. He goes, Are you threatening me? He goes, No, no, not at all. Absolutely not. And he goes, Well, I say this in passing. I can always say it was a matter of confession. I don't have to tell you anything. He goes, Storming off. He's mad.
1: Mm -hmm. So now
0: I think Kinderman feels kind of mad or feels kind of bad that he made him mad. Right. So he kind of chased him. He's like, hey, I I don't know. Hang on, hang on. He goes, you like movies? He's like, yeah. He goes, you want to go see a movie with me? I got free passes and my wife doesn't like to go. He's like, no, I think I might. Right, I'll pass. (laughs) But actually, he tells him what he was going to see and I can't remember. And he says, um, I've seen it. Which is funny because that's the exact same thing that Dyer says to him at the end of the movie.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But man, this this guy's lonely. He just wants somebody to go to the movies with him. Definitely. So then um that's when he's like, Oh yeah, you didn't look like the handsome boxer, you looked the fat ugly boxer. Ha ha. Beach. Right? <laughs> so all oh, before that he goes, You know who I think's responsible for this? And he gets all excited, he's like, who? And he goes, The Dominicans. Go bug them. <laughs> a little Catholic humor for you guys there he's here till Thursday. Don't try the veal; It's gone bad. So So now we go back to Reagan, who's freaking out in the hospital and she's jumping around. She's got all the little monitors on her and shit and they're watching her. And Chris says she's not putting her in a facility because that's kind of what they're telling her to do. Put her in a home, put her in a facility. She's like, I'm not going to do that. Chris is pissed. She's got all these doctors sitting around her and she's like 88 doctors. And this is all you can come up with put her away you know this is bullshit and she's kind of berating everybody so then one of the doctors is like well we have one more thing you could try like if you really really wanted to she's like just spit it out it's so far out there i don't know And he's like you ever heard of exorcism and she's like you're kidding me and then the other doctor's like it's purely suggestive mm-hmm. the person it's like a placebo the person thinks they're sick so you give them the pill they take the St. John's wort and they're fine. You know what I mean? Right. It's the same thing. He's saying if the person thinks they're possessed by a demon, you come in and do this big, colorful, pretty ritual exorcism, it'll make them think they're cured, it'll fix their head, and then they're cured. Which is what a lot of people would argue that you and I have been doing all these years. Mm-hmm. But people don't <laughs> look like that and no. they don't look at you like that when they're crazy. No. And I've had too much other unbelievable... Physics-defying shit happened to me to accept that rationale.
2: Not only that, um, the first thing that I think a person, and I'm just going to say, I don't know any other way to really say this, so I'm just going to say it. So, when, whenever you're facing something, the first thing they want to do is say they're the devil.
0: Right. Always. Always. Lucifer. Right. And, and then you got to get out. Is your name really Lucifer? <laughs> no.
2: Everyone that I that I, you know, come in contact with. Uh-huh. has never said that. Really? They have always said who they are.
0: Really? Always. Well, I've had more than one say I'm Lucifer. And then here's what, here's the question because you have to be very precise. Very. So you're Lucifer. First in heaven fallen angel? That was cast down by God himself and took a third of the legions of heaven with you. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. No. Okay, what's your real name? And then it takes a while to get it out of them. But you have to have the name yes. to be able to get rid of them. Right. And a lot of people disagree with that too. But you. Names are work. important. Names are very important. So we're, yes. we go
2: back to names are important.
0: Right. But here's the thing. I've seen too much shit and I've experienced too much shit to go into the mental aspect of this. Yes. I channeled sure. I channeled to my ex one time because mm-hmm. sometimes it was me doing the channeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, channel, I channeled a Mexican woman. I don't speak... I speak a tiny bit of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Tiny, tiny bit. Mm-hmm. I spoke fluent Spanish to her. Un poquito. Yeah. She could not <laughs> understand what I was saying. Dang. There's a tape of it somewhere. We lost it. I don't know where oh, it's at. Man. But I'm speaking fluent Spanish. It's fucking freaky. Because I don't speak fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, and it the, was just rolling out of me.
2: And the crazy thing is, when something like that is happening, you're in the passenger seat.
0: Yes. And you Listening. know. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you fuck. know. And she mm-hmm. got more and more distraught because she couldn't understand what she was saying. To the point that she got kind of panicky and started of crying and mm-hmm. left. And I was like... Ugh! <laughs> Whoa, that was trippy. Right. You know what I mean? Right, craziness. Right. right, I've seen time stop. I'm not even gonna fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I've seen time stop. It's a whole other story for a whole other time. I will leave it <laughs> at that. But let's get back to the movie because we're going really long here. We might be a three-parter. 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 <laughs> anyway. So uh, then, yeah, Chris is like, so you're saying I need to go to a witch doctor. And he was like, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Bang, bang. Walla, walla, bing, bang. Walla, walla, bing, bang, motherfucker. <laughs> so um, they take Reagan back to the house, and the German dude has to carry her in. And he's like, he's okay, madam. I've lots of dead bodies in me time. Anyway. And they tried to put her in the oven, and she's like, what are you doing? he's like, oh, sorry, force of habits. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they take Reagan in the house, and uh, Liederman's kind of hanging around outside. The cop is kind of hanging around outside watching everybody. So um, the bottom of... He's kind of hanging out at the bottom of those bloodstained stairs right. where, where uh, Burke died. hmm And he kind of reaches down, and he finds a little statue of a... Like a little clay model of a, an animal. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. So then he goes upstairs. I didn't, know
2: what, I didn't know what he found right there because he was kind yeah, of kicking around. It's like
0: a little cat or something. Remember she was making I, those animals? I
2: thought it was, like for. You I thought, thought it was the Pazuzu, Pazuzu head? head? Yeah, Yes, for sure. But Which I, would I remember have been really weird. He shows later. Yeah. Oh, she makes it. Yes, so that, makes, that okay, was I his can, connection.
0: Gotcha. So then um, Chris is putting Reagan to bed and there's a crucifix under her pillow. Mm-hmm. And she gets a little annoyed. Right, And she asked Carl, the housekeeper, the German guy, did you put the cross under there? And he was like, no, madam, the swastika on the other side I put (laughs) down, but not that. Anyway, I'm just kidding. So he's like, no, I didn't put the crucifix there. So then she goes out in the hallway, and this is when they show Lederman, and he finds the little whatever it is. Doesn't
2: she ask the, the nanny...
0: Yeah, but they showed him again first, finding a ah. little statue, and then he starts heading up the stairs. Then Chris is still talking to the nanny and the maid, trying to figure out where the crucifix came from. Neither one of them put it there either. So they're both like, no, we didn't do it. So then Liederman comes in, and he knocks on the door, because the, the German guy comes and goes, Madam. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's at her wit's end so, at this point. Someone's at the door. He's like, the man at the door she's like what man and it was lederman so they're talking and he's questioning chris about burke he's like he was the only one here he's like it doesn't make any sense he's here for 20 minutes and it's unlikely the that he fell out the window and why would he leave a young girl alone who's sick um his neck wouldn't have been turned that way or injured in that way in that fall he goes i think a powerful man came in at some point while he was here and killed him and threw him out the window, so he thinks some big dude came in and did it mm-hmm. so um he said if uh he asked- Re- he goes,Did you ask Reagan if Burke was in her room and she was like, No, she doesn't remember you know and then that's the part where she's like he had absolutely no reason to even go up there.' And that's where they're alluding to the fact that he had been molesting her. Right. Which if that's the case, he got exactly what he had coming to him. For sure. So then um So do you think he put the crucifix up there? I think he did take the crucifix up there. So
2: do you think that was the 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 way the Holy
0: fuck, went? I just made that connection. If he was in her, because that was the part where he's like, Do you see what she's done? You've come that was the demon. fucking with him the way he was going to fuck with her Mm -hmm. so he was yeah did you guys make that connection that we just made that okay let me get to that part and we'll go back to it Mm -hmm. so then lederman's getting ready to leave and he asked for an autograph for his daughter and she's like oh yeah no problem who should i make it out to he's like i lied it's for me (laughs) and he's like i saw that one movie you were in like six times and she's like oh well thank you he's a he's a cinephile right he said cinephile, you perverts. <laughs> so then um, as soon as Liederman leaves, and I thought this was funny that the sound, the, all the commotion didn't bring him back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As soon as he walks out, she starts hearing noise upstairs. <laughs> so then um, she runs upstairs and shit's flying everywhere. And this is where Reagan's got the crucifix. And she's jabbing it into her vagina and she's going, let Jesus fuck you, let Jesus fuck you. And it's bloody and it's really, um, it's really grotesque. And then Chris runs in trying to stop her and she grabs her mom's head and shoves it into her. Didn't she say lick me or something? And she goes, lick me, lick me. And then she throws her away and when she throws her away, Chris's face is just covered with blood, Ugh. which is really gross, because it's the blood that came out of Reagan. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> <what>? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's it's shocking. It really, even, every time I watch it, it shocks me. Like, seriously,
2: like, watching it, I was like, holy shit. Like, I was really taken back yeah. by that.
0: So she punches Chris across the room.
2: And um,
0: that look of pain when she lands is real Because that's where she fucked up her tailbone Mm -hmm. And then um, She's like trying to crawl away To the door that's open And you see the assistant Or the nanny and the maid running down the hall The door slams And the chair goes in front of it on its own And then the whole big chest of drawers Comes across the room at her And she's like ah And she moves out of the way just in time um, before she gets crushed by it. So then Reagan turns her head, like almost facing the wrong way to look back at her. And it's Burke Denning's voice that goes, do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. And that part scared the shit out of me. But let's look at this. If he was molesting her mm-hmm. and he went up into that room with the Intentions. intention of doing that, and then saw what was going on, and went and got a crucifix. Maybe. So my this is my thought. Or he was going to molest her with the crucifix. I don't know which is worse. No, no, no. I, th-
2: and this is this is my thought. And you know, this is a person trying to cover up their tracks. Right. I'm up here putting this crucifix oh, under her pillow. That's right. That's you know. right. It's so s- good. Say somebody walked up and yep. he's up there. What are you doing up here? Oh, I'm putting the crucifix right here. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that. So if he
0: was trying to do that, mm-hmm. and she. Pazuzu'd out Broke his neck And threw him out the window Then she has control of his soul And he's in there Or You see what I'm saying?
2: Here we, here we go You know Here we go So he He takes the crucifix up there Uh-huh As a cover Right To go up there Right And Yes You know And as he's In there uh-huh. She wigs out
0: Right Breaks his neck, throws him out the window, and
2: that's how there's that connection with the with his voice because yeah. he was.
0: Well, we're seeing that Pazuzu yeah. has a connection to people that are in hell. Gotcha. Later in the movie, mm-hmm. so Pazuzu has complete control over these souls in right. hell. So if she, if Pazuzu brought him back into her body, mm-hmm. and now he's feeling what she's doing. You know what I mean? It's almost like a final fuck you to him. Like, what's this feeling? Let Jesus fuck you. Let mm-hmm. Jesus fuck you. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it's. It, we got kind of deep on. No, 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 no. Because because no it, it,
2: it could go. It can go any kind of way when it comes when you when you're thinking about that because it's not explained right and understanding that it's a reference right. to the book.
0: Yes, saying that. Yes. So now. Um, she is standing on a bridge like with her scarf over her head and her sunglasses on and Father Karras comes up and she thinks he's a fan because he's like, are you Chris McNeil? She goes, can you just leave me alone? He goes, I'm Father Karras. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't realize. And then they start talking and I told you while we were watching this, this whole scene plays off like a drug deal or a uh, solicitation of prostitution because <laughs> she's like just kind of small talking him. She's like, so how does a priest become a shrink he's like or how does a shrink become a priest he's like well it's the opposite the church sent me to school to become a shrink and blah 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 and then she's like well what happens when somebody confesses like to a murder or that they're going to do something bad but you can't call the police on him he's like no Mm -mm. but i would try to talk them out of doing it right and she's like oh he's like so uh how do I get an exorcism? You hear the needle on the record. He's like, what? Like out of nowhere, like "Anywho." So how much more uh, job? Yeah, right. I give a BJ and HJ and an XJ. What's an XJ? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. That's super troopers. Anyway, so he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, my daughter's very sick. She's had all this shit happen and this is the final thing that we haven't tried, but it's got to be the thing that she needs, blah, blah, blah. And um, first she was like, did Father Dyer tell you about my daughter? And he's like, no, I didn't even know you had one.
2: He's like, what daughter?
0: Yeah. So then she starts telling him all this, and she goes, how do I get an exorcism? He goes, well, the first thing you'd have to do is uh, get in a time machine and go back to the 16th century, because the Catholic Church doesn't do that anymore. And she's like... There has to be some that do it, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, look, I have never met a priest that's performed an exorcism. So then they sit down and I put, they have the standard exorcism talk because they do this in every exorcism movie. (laughs) The victim of the kid or whoever asked for the exorcism, the priest goes, I can't do it. Why not? Well, I have to get the church's permission. I have to have proof. I have to have this. I have to have that. It takes very long, blah, blah, blah. And all she had to do was call Bob Larson's International School of Exorcism. Right. And he'd have done it on the spot for a measly sum, I bet. And anyway, so uh, she's like, loses her shit, and she starts crying, and he's like trying to comfort her. And she's like, you're the only one that can help me. Will you at least come to the house and see her? And um, he's like, yeah, yeah. So then they go back to her place. And as soon as they walk in, you hear growling from upstairs. So then Karis goes up the stairs and opens the door. Now Reagan's full fucked up mode. Right. This is how we see Reagan for the rest of the movie, pretty much. Right. The the classic exorcist Reagan look. And she's got like a feeding tube going into her nose. So you're assuming that they, they're like feeding her intravenously because they have to. So then um, she's fucked up and he introduces himself. Hi, I'm Father Karis. I'm here to help. Bing. And she goes, then loosen these straps. And he goes, I can't do that. And she goes, I'm not Reagan. I'm the devil. Now kindly loosen these straps, motherfucker. (laughs) And he's like, whoa, let's bring it down a notch, potty mouth. So then um, he's like, if you're the devil, just make the straps disappear. And she goes, that's much too vulgar a display of power. Which she was right because later on she snapped him like mm-hmm. nothing, remember? So Reagan's in here. Oh, and he goes, where's Reagan? And Pazuzu says, Reagan is in here with us. So then um, he's got his back turned to her. Mm-hmm. And he hears the bum's voice from earlier. Can you spasm some change from altar boy father? And it's this bum's voice. Mm-hmm. So you're assuming the bum either died or the bomb was Pazuzu, right? I don't know which. I still don't know after all these years what I think.
2: Look, you said that, and I got chills
0: because he had that weird looking face. Remember? Because mm-hmm. I told you my theory. This was never about Reagan. Mm-hmm. The demon did not want Reagan at all. This was all about Father Karras and Father Marin and getting them together in the same place at the same time. So, because he wanted revenge on Father K- Marin. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the soul of Karis because he was a faithless priest. And he got exactly what he wanted. So, you think that was his motivation? I know that was his motivation. Mm. So, think about this. So, he does that. And then he goes, Your mother's in here with us, Karis. Would you care to leave a message? I'll make sure she gets it. (laughs) So, he goes, Well,. If that's true, then you know what my mother's maiden name is. He goes, what's what's my mother's maiden name? Mm. And she doesn't answer. He goes, what is it? And then that's when she pukes the the pea soup in his face. And as we read in the trivia, that reaction was real because it was supposed to hit him in the chest. And it hit him in the face instead, which is disgusting. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) So then they cut to Father Karras and Chris in the basement because she's washing his sweater. Mm-hmm. and he probably you know cleaned off his face and shit. so um he said the church needs proof and there's no experts for me to confer with mm-hmm. so then um he
2: says she has to speak you know a a, a tongue or something that you yeah know, that, a tongue
0: she's never spoken mm-hmm. um shit like that and then he said really she needs about six months of observation and then Chris gets really mad and she's do you think like,
2: that do you think that was the do you think that was the um psycho the the?
0: That was the psychiatrist talking. Yes, the yes. psychiatrist.
2: Or do you think that was the faith man talking? Right, that was the psychiatrist. Gotcha. totally.
0: So then, that's when she kind of loses it, and you hear it in the preview. She's like, "That thing upstairs is not my daughter. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me there's nothing wrong with her besides with her mind. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me an exorcism wouldn't help." So then he's leaving, and he stops and he asked her, and he's like did Reagan know I was coming? And she's like, no. And he goes, did she know my mother recently died? And she's like, no. And it's like, okay. So then he goes, and, um, you realize Liederman is following Karis around. Because mm-hmm. he's in the, when Karis goes to listen to the tape thing at the library or whatever, Karis is, uh, Liederman's across the street. hmm So he's in there listening to the tape of Reagan. And, um, He's, you know, he's, he's actually listening to a tape, not of her possessed, but of her talking like to her dad.
2: I think, yeah, I was going to say her dad. Like, what do
0: you want to tell your dad? I don't know. And she's kind of giggling around like the sweet, innocent girl. Mm-hmm. So now he's doing communion again at church and they're showing him and he's, you can see the look on his face. He's fucked up. He's fucked up. He's fucked up. He knows for a fact that it's not a psychological thing. He's fucked up. He is fucked. So then they go back to Chris's house. And um, this is when, and I did audio here because I I thought it was cool. So this is his first real run-in with Reagan. And uh, he's setting up like an exorcism type thing. And you hear, What an excellent day for an
1: exorcism. You'd like that? intensely, But wouldn't that drive you out of Reagan?
0: It would bring us together. You and Reagan. You and us. See? This had nothing to do with Reagan. It had everything to do with Karis. Pazuzu wanted to be cast out of Reagan because he wanted into Karis the whole time. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You want this? Oh, absolutely.
2: (laughs) Oh, I got fucking
0: chills. This okay, here's what you don't... I'm not going to say you because you understand this. Most people don't understand this about interdimensional beings demons if you want to call them that spirits Mm -hmm. they're ageless Mm -hmm. they've been around for a millennium Mm -hmm. they are fucking smarter than you are they are cunning they are crafty very that is why you're always told do not sign a contract with these beings do not go into any kind of agreement with these beings because they are going to fuck you sometimes literally yeah And that's why you're not supposed to summon anything. You're not supposed to do any of that shit. Um, I was taught never summon anything. Mm -hmm. You can request something. You can ask for something to come to you. You can ask for help. Don't ever fucking imagine. And I read a book that said this. Imagine you're in the shower. Mm -hmm. And the next instant you're sitting in a fucking circle in front of some pseudo fucking wizard or or, you know i'm witch or Mm. because they summoned that's what happens you literally get jacked out of whatever you're doing and you're in front of them it pisses you off you know especially um when i first started following lilith i was told don't you ever fucking summon her because she will kick your ass if you do it literally physically kick your ass for doing it she does not like to be summoned You know, and I never have. I've never had the guts to summon anything. I've never summoned anything. I've called upon things. Mm -hmm. I've asked for beings to join. I've done whatever. Join us in the circle, if you will. We humbly request your presence. Mm -hmm. That's different. Now they are at their own free will to come. Summoning is you trying to assert control over them. And goddamn, if they're going to be controlled by a sack of bones and flesh and blood.
2: So, give me, give me the. You know, just the. I guess the the difference between the two. So so there's so summoning is is legitimately doing summoning
0: is a whole ceremony. Gotcha. You gotta draw a protective circle, you have to draw the right symbols, you have to say the right words in the right way, mm-hmm. in the right demeanor, mm-hmm. in the right order. Everything has to be perfect. And if your circle is broken in any way, you're fucked because that's going to allow that being to come out of the circle, which is not what you want, because you've summoned them and they're going to be pissed off, but they're going to have to give you what you asked for.
2: Got you. So there's a there's a show called The Order on Netflix.
0: You told me about that.
2: And um, it's 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 I, I'm not going to give you the, the whole rundown of what the show actually is, but in the show, they do a summoning.
0: Right.
2: And that's pretty much exactly what yep. happens, because you said, you know, right way right thing you know it has to yeah. be boom 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 because they're so understanding because it makes more sense now that you've said that so it's understanding what we're doing why we're doing it and i'm bound to do this yes but you have to give me something in return yes it's a, it's a yes. it's a it's fair exchange so, is no robbery kind yep. of thing and, you didn't see um
0: and if i can rob you i will you didn't see uh oh the Paymon movie um crap that we just talked about in the last episode um hereditary no you I didn't see it pretty much that's what they did at the end of that movie they're reading when they're talking to Paymon at the end of the movie they're like we have aligned ourselves with you and asked you to reveal things to us that will bring us success and wisdom and riches. That's almost word for word out of the Goetia of what the demon will give you when they summon when you summon it. Mm-hmm. That's all the Goetia is. Mm-hmm. It's what the demon will do for you and what it can give you when you summon it. Mm-hmm. And you're never supposed to summon it. But it will give you those things, but it's kind of like Wishmaster. right? You're going to get them, but... You don't know how you're going to get them. You don't know what's going to happen to you because you get them. You know what I mean? It's just too much of a risk to take. It's too damaging. Yep. It's too much of a risk. Some people think that risk is worth it. I never did. You know? No. So, yeah, and I don't have, and I'm more of a chaotic, like a chaos mage, if you will. Mm -hmm. I don't have the discipline to do an exact fucking ceremony with exact symbols and exact circles and Candles of this color and whatever of this and whatever of that. My thing is,
2: newt of I,
0: <laughs> right? My thing is, I grab what's on hand. I use what I got and I make it work because it's all intent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean. Actual rituals are not all intent. No, it is actually based in magic ritual. let would say it is based though, in. Yeah, I don't like rituals. Step by step. I don't like rules. Mm-hmm. I like grabbing this candle, that candle that I bought from Walmart setting it up in the circle I made with the piece of paper in the middle of it with the person's name on it and doing whatever I need to do. You know, that's how it works mostly. Right. And it's never (laughs) failed me. I'm pretty good at it. Like, it's always worked out pretty good for me. So anyway, yeah, this was never about Reagan. And it proves it right there. It'll bring you and Reagan closer together? No, it'll bring you and us closer together, big guy. (laughs)
2: And and so again, going kind of going back to that. So that was the whole intent to get them two together.
0: Yeah, because I'll tell you the other part of why here in a second. Gotcha. So he's sitting there and the drawer opens on its own, and he shuts it and he goes, "Did you do that?" And he's like, "Uh huh." This part's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I think it's, it's cute. cute. It's like she's kind of teasing, like "Uh huh," and he goes, "Do it again." And she goes, "In time," kind of playing. And he goes, "No, now." and this is where you see he gets irritated in time you know and he's like okay I'm gonna stop fucking with you now so he goes how long are you planning on staying there in Reagan and he goes until she rots in the ground
2: like damn okay
0: so he pulls out the holy water and she gets this freaked out look on her face and she goes what's that he goes holy water keep that away from me and she starts splashing her with it and she's like no it burns Dude, doing that regular boy, going to fuck me up. I Mm -hmm. might as well be doing the Macho Man right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it burns. Yes, it does. On my skin. You're pouring that holy water over the Macho Man. He doesn't like it. No, he doesn't. Uh, (laughs) Miss Elizabeth, do something about this holy water. Hulk Hogan, (laughs) I'm coming for you at WrestleMania. Don't bring any holy water with you because I don't like it. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, that was... (laughs) Yo, (laughs) I wanted to snap into a Slim Jim. Uh, Snap into (laughs) it. So even here, I think Kazuzu absolutely knew that wasn't really holy water. Right,
2: because it's the placebo thing. He was
0: getting played. Mm -hmm. Karis was getting played this whole time because... He knew what it was supposed to be when he pulled it out. Pazooza, I'm talking about. Right. And you could almost tell that was a fake look on his face. What's that? Mm-hmm. Don't you use it. Don't you use that on me. Don't <laughs> spray me with that holy water right down that bottle. I know what you say it is. I don't like it. I don't, don't use it. Don't use that holy water right there. <laughs> so, yeah, Karis was getting played this whole time. So then. Um, Do you think that was actually
2: holy water in that? Or it no? wasn't
0: because he tells her later that it wasn't.
2: Gotcha. I thought so.
0: So then Karis, she starts screaming in some kind of language and Karis starts recording it. Mm -hmm. So then Chris is on the phone with somebody when he gets down there and she's like, oh, I got to go. And then Father Karis comes in and she pours him a drink and they start talking. And um, he asked about where her father's at. And she's like, he's in Europe. He's like, does he know about any of this? She's like, no. So then he tells her, that he poured the holy water on her and she freaked out. He goes, this is just tap water. And she goes, what's the difference? He goes, holy water has been blessed by a priest. Mm-hmm. This is just tap water. He goes, that's not a good case for an exorcism. Right. So then she finally, she goes, he killed Burke. She killed Burke. And he's like, what? He's like, my daughter killed Burke. So he's like, oh, crap.
2: Do you think he was trying to get out of it right then and there? Oh, hell
0: yeah, he was trying to get out of it. Hell yes, he was trying everything in his power to get out of it because he is fucked up. Gotcha. Dude, the look on his face after that initial encounter with her, mm-hmm. where she pukes on him, he's never the same in this movie. He is a haunted man. I doubt he slept for right. the rest of the movie. So then Karis is listening to the tape with like a sound expert, and he goes, It's not a language. He goes, And the sound expert guy's like, It's a language. It's English. He goes, What? He goes, yeah, it's just backwards, watch. And he plays the, ba- the tape backwards. This is how I know this whole thing was a plan. Did you hear the tape? When they played it backwards, she was calling for Father Marin. Oh. She said, go get Marin on the tape when it was played backwards. Oh. Remember, Marin had faced off with Pazuzu before, you don't know this yet, right? because we hadn't seen the pre- in 1973, nobody knew that. But... Pazuzu knew who Marin was mm-hmm. and knew that Marin was the only priest in the whole Catholic Church at that time capable of really performing an exorcism, and it came right down to what they needed. They were going to call him.
2: Makes sense.
0: And, and great, because the one calling him is the younger priest that she really wants, two birds with one stone. This was all a plan laid down from the beginning. So... As, as he's listening to the tape, mm. the phone rings really loud, and it got Ro twice. It got her when I was watching it and making oh, notes, yeah. and it and got her again. We're watching the movie; it was great.
1: <laughs> and um <laughs> scary, ass.
0: so. Then it scares the shit out of him too, out of out of Karis. Mm-hmm. So he answers it, and it's the nanny on the phone, and she needs him to come over, and he runs over there. And she's like, I don't want Chris to see this. And she takes him upstairs, and she pulls the blankets away and opens up the shirt on Reagan. Mm-hmm. And the words, help me, are bubbling up on her skin, like like uh welts, almost. Right. And when they go in the bedroom, you can see their breath. It's, it's so fucking cold in there. So then now, Karis is talking to his boss. I don't remember what the guy's called, like the... Cardinal or the Mon share what are they called or whatever about doing the exorcism and um, he's like I'll get in contact with you we'll probably you know I got to talk to the other guy and we'll figure it out And he kisses his ring and he leaves right so then there's two old guys in there and they're talking and um, they're like are you gonna you know are you are we gonna go ahead and go with this and they were like, "Well, yeah, there's one guy." They're talking about the prequels here because they're like, "There's one priest that performed an exorcism like 20 years ago in like
2: Africa." Or in like
0: Africa, that. yeah, mm. totally talking about the prequels, right? And they're like, "Well, do you think you can get a hold of him?" He's like, "Yeah, I think there's a chance that we can find him." And they're like, "Well, who is it?" <laughs> I was ready for it this time. I knew it. I fucking knew it. And they're like, "You can't call him. Nobody can see him." Your time is up. My time is. That's what he was telling Pazuzu. <laughs> Your time is up. My time is <laughs> now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of telegraphed that one. so um, yeah. They're like, "It's this dude named John Cena." Just kidding. It's this dude named Father Marin. We need to get a hold of him, and he's.
2: They're like, he just came back from... I thought
0: he was in Iraq. I thought mm-hmm. he was in Iraq and Nineveh. He was, oh, he's been back for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And he's doing something over at the school.
2: This is another reference to time.
0: Right. You know, again, understanding
2: right. the timeline of this is, is... And also
0: that some of this is overlapping. Like right. Some of this might have been happening while he was traveling back or whatever. So anyway, so... Um, or it's the six months, remember? Right. It's going to take six
2: months to evaluate it. Yes. It could be in that um, time frame.
0: Marin is like in the woods somewhere walking all peaceful, and the guy runs up to him with a telegram.
2: Oh, he says he's in Woodstock.
0: Oh, that's right. Woodstock, New York. He says he's he's in Woodstock. Hanging out with Jimi Hendrix. Anyway, (laughs) he starts reading the letter that he got, and they superimpose the possessed Reagan face Mm -hmm. over the scene, thus telling me also she was calling to him you know what i mean so then we get the famous scene am i reading too much into this no okay no not at all because
2: look and that that even goes into you saying that you've you know you've tapped in with your ex-wife you know kind of thing right so it's that connection you know even though they haven't In this setting, they haven't seen each other. They've connected
0: prior before. So now you get the famous scene where the taxi pulls up and he gets out and he's standing in front of the house with the hat on and the bag, you know? And they do it again. They show Reagan up in the bedroom and she knows he's there. Mm -hmm. She knows. She fucking knows he's there. She feels that shit. Mm -hmm. So, and then as soon as he walks in the house, she makes a spectacle. The fucking whole play starts rattling. And, like, and he's like, all righty then.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he's like, hey, uh let
3: started.
0: Right? Ah. He was <laughs> like, hey, Karis, uh, I'm going to need you to go get the exorcism shit. <laughs> like my stole and the holy water, the real one this time, not the fake one. Right. I'm going to need your exorcism book. And uh, grab me a bag of Skittles. Because she's going to taste the rainbow. <laughs> so then um, there all that screaming is going on. They show the nanny like in another room, and she's got the radio on real loud, and then she puts earphones in because <laughs> like, she doesn't want to hear it.
2: My thought is, like, how the fuck do you make that normal?
0: Right. Like, How do you just put on headphones and not? I'm telling you because after a while, it becomes every day. Just like I said, that house in Chandler, the doors open and shut on their own so much, we all ignored it. Nobody cared anymore. It wasn't scary anymore. It's just an inconvenience. You know what I mean?
2: Fuck that.
0: Yeah. The bed would shake and we'd be like, stop it. And then you roll over and go back to sleep. Fuck that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, yeah, it becomes the new normal, I guess. So then, um, Marin is in the other room and he's praying with a rosary and then Chris comes in and she brings him some coffee and then she goes, um, you want some brandy in that? And he's like, uh, the doctor says I'm not supposed to, but uh, I'm weak. Yeah, give me some brandy because I'm about to see some shit here. <laughs> right. And I know it. Mm-hmm. So then um, Marin is talking to Karis and he's giving him the rules of the exorcism because they're all getting their robes on and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, avoid conversation other than asking you questions that are pertinent to the exorcism. The demon lies. He's going to try to deceive you, yep. to distract you. Yep. And don't listen to the demon. He also said, um, Don't feed the demon after midnight. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wrong movie.
2: (laughs) You know, I I did not know watching that movie that that was a horror movie.
0: Gremlins? Yeah. I did not know that. It's a Christmas movie.
2: Look, for sure. (laughs) Die Hard. Uh But no, like, seriously, I did not know that that was a
0: a horror movie. Really? It's really, I don't know that I would classify it as a horror movie. I promise you it's
2: classified as a horror. I was like, What?
0: But Jaws isn't. That's stupid. Okay. You're like, what? <laughs> what? And they're like, it really is whore. And you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: skeet skeet skeet.
0: <laughs> oh, you're fucking skeet, hilarious. Skeet skeet skeet.
3: God damn.
0: God damn. That's what happened. <laughs> well, that's what happened when uh when Burke went into the bedroom. She was like, to the window, <laughs> to the wall. <laughs>
2: And I just grabbed this priest's ball. Oh <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas gonna crawl.
0: <laughs> oh shit, awesome. that's funny. I love me some these sad boys. <laughs> so uh Karis thinks there are three personalities. He's mm-hmm. like, I wanna give you some background and Marin's like, Nope. He's like, You're gonna exercise this demon? Yep. You wanna <laughs> hear about the background? Nope. <laughs>
2: So I asked you, and, uh, as we were watching that, I said, do you think that's old school? Do you think that is him being headstrong? Pretty much,
0: did you think it's pride or just experience? Yes. And I said, th- I thought it was experience. And something tells me. I
2: think it's pride.
0: Marin knows this is the same demon he faced off with before somehow. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it might have been a little bit of pride that I'm the only one that can do this, or I know what I'm talking about. You're the young buck, you know, shut your mouth. And he's like, well, I think there's only, I think there's three personalities there. And he cuts them off and he goes, there's only one. He's like, oh, okay.
1: Shit.
0: And his name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, now they're going in. Now all hell's about to break loose, literally. Wait, wait,
2: wait, quick question. Quick, not question, but uh, quick um, sidebar. Um, so the reason why he says, and, and this is from personal experience. Um, and you know we talked about this. The reason why he's having this conversation with him is because division, oh yeah, is chaos,
0: definitely. And he knows that the demon is it's, going to try to divide in, them.
2: And about to say, in, in any in any um, attack, you know, on any civilization oh, is yeah. always it's the art of, that's the art of war and conquer. Yeah, that is totally. what it is. So understanding that, me and you, we have to go in one accord. You know, with the purpose. Stick to the plan. That is it. Right. No, no dilly dallying. This is what it is. Straight to the point. Because the more time I get to figure out what your plan is, yep. the more time I have. Right. You know what I'm saying? To fuck you over. All right. And, and because it's already we're already ice skating uphill. You know what I'm saying?
0: Some of the folks are always trying to ice skate uphill. That is
2: it. it it's already a, a, a fight in itself. But if right. I can deter you even more in this fight, you're fucked. fucked.
0: Yep. You're fucked.
2: Right. So understanding that, he's trying to prep him like, look, you're the weak one in this. And I yeah. think he's, he's trying to point that out because you wouldn't call me. Right. If you, didn't ha- if you had this covered, you wouldn't have to call You're me. the new booty. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so they're getting ready to go in. And Marin stops and asks Chris what her middle name is. Mm-hmm. And was it Teresa? Or it was Teresa, I don't right? Understand. I don't remember. Reagan Teresa McNeil. So, um, the minute they walk in to the thing, the minute they walk in the room, Reagan's there, Pazuzu, she's all fucked up. Mm. Before anybody even says anything, she sees Marin and she goes, stick your cock up her ass, you worthless motherfucking cocksucker. (laughs) And he's like damn i forgot my lines i know right
2: (laughs) i forgot my that was a trivia
0: so then yeah so then Marin tells her Marin tells her to be silent and they start reading from the scriptures Mm -hmm. and reagan starts freaking out and while they're reading she's like your mother sucks cocks in hell
2: (laughs) you don't even know her
0: right so then um they continue reading anyway and the bed starts shaking And Reagan's screaming and she's moaning and they're doing all this cool sound effects shit with the moaning. And then the bed starts levitating off the floor. Mm -hmm. Karis freaks the fuck out when this happens. Did you see the look on his face? He was like god damn it it's fuck almost this shit look, it's fuck this shit <laughs> and how
2: the bed is it it almost covers like right above his yeah. eyes it, like right above and the bridge yeah, all of his you can nose. see is his
0: wide ass eyes like eh. and it's like i
2: want to look without looking but i can't look you know kind of thing i'm scared but not yeah. scared like it that's what and i he's got he's supposed
0: to be doing the responses right. and father maron's like our father was short in heaven fuck this shit hallowed be thy name fuck this shit Come on, carriage, can you please just work with me? <laughs> Again, division. Right. I'm kidding. He wasn't really saying fuck this shit, but you get what I'm saying. So, um,
2: Help a brother out.
0: Right. <laughs> so the bed's levitating, and then you get another flash of the demon's face mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. freaking him out more. So then Reagan jumps up and goes all Gene Simmons with her tongue. Ah, ah, ah. It's like, I want to rock and roll all night. And lick it every day. <laughs> so then um, there's shit leaking out of her mouth. like Because they get the bed to go back down. Mm-hmm. And she's laying there and they're praying. And more green shit's like coming out of her mouth. And he's um, praying over her. And I rewound this twice, and I could not get what he was saying, but I swear to God, he said, Be gone, you Austin Powers.
1: <laughs> All I asked for was a frickin' rotating chair, okay? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Getting a little afraid. I need an old priest and a young priest. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Whoa! Hello. <laughs>
0: but apparently, I guess he wasn't saying Austin Powers, but I swear to God, I thought he was saying Austin Powers. Be gone, you Austin Powers. He's like, I just want a shark with lasers. <laughs> so anyway, um, they clean out. It's gross because he cleans out her mouth with his... I put with his holy towel thing. I can't remember what it's called. She had a fucking sash. It wasn't, sash. It wasn't I don't, a sash. Oh. Uh, it was a stole. It's called a stole. Oh, okay. okay. But I put with his holy towel he thing. Was wiping
2: the stool out of her mouth. So <laughs>
0: everything is banging around in the room, and Reagan's laughing, and Marin's pissed, and he starts screaming, I cast you out! I cast you out! And then she's like, shove it up your ass! <laughs> I want to point this out. That those two priests never had control of the situation. Never, not never. one, not one point during no. this were they ever in control.
2: I, look, never.
0: Like, Even when she was screaming no. and choking stuff up, it was all for show. It was all a vulgar display of power, which she told Karis in time Mm -hmm. i'll do all this shit you want me to show you Mm -hmm. so the ceiling cracks the door slams and cracks the t the iv falls over and and Marin is still praying and as he's praying she's going fuck him fuck him (laughs) talking about god right so he continues reading and her head starts to spin and he's um Doing the prayer and he's reading the Bible And her head's spinning around And Karis is supposed to be giving the response And finally the head stops This is so cool The head goes all the way around and it stops And this plume of breath Comes out of her mouth And he goes Damien And then Karis is like amen (laughs) So then half of Reagan's face is showing That Pazuzu face they've been popping At us all through the movie Mm -hmm. Half of it superimposes over her face and she goes she starts screaming at Karis You killed her mother, you left her alone to die in the hospital and Karis starts screaming Shut up Shut up, Shut up! <laughs> So then the straps tear oh, the straps shit. tear off of her hands and her feet. Mm-hmm. and Reagan starts floating as they're praying. They're praying again, and she's floating off the bed. Light as a feather, stiff
2: as a board, light as a feather, right? stiff <laughs> And her
0: eyes roll back, and they're all milky like they were before, mm-hmm. and she's just floating there. And that's when they get the holy water out, and they start pelting her going, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you, which I read in the trivia, they said 14 times, Damn. which is a lot. I also read that they got the effect of her neck turning around. Mm -hmm. The sound guy pulled his leather wallet out and started ringing it like over a toilet or something to get that sound effect of of her head spinning around. Wow. So then, um, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. And when they're throwing the holy water, cuts start to appear where the holy water's hitting her. Mm -hmm. And then Reagan lowers back onto the bed. And then Karis jumps in, and he starts tying her hands up again. So then she sits up. Karis has his back to her. She sits up, and her hands are bound. So she, like, double-axe handles him and knocks him off the bed. And then Maren is still going. He's still praying. He's still reading. The whole room starts shaking. Then she's on her knees on the bed from... Like, you're looking at her from behind, mm-hmm. and she's on her knees and, like, raising her hands, and the Pazuzu statue shows up, like, superimposed next to her. Mm-hmm. But this was a flub, because her hands were tied. That's what. And really? then she did that, and then when they showed her back on the bed, her hands were tied again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know if that was supposed to be, because Karis looked and saw the statue. <laughs> so I don't know if that was supposed to be a visual that was happening in your mind's eye or physically happening. I don't know. Gotcha. So then they cover her up, and Karis is all fucked up, dude. He's oh yeah, out of his mind right now. And I said Karras is fucked up, royally fucked up, proper fucked up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're taking a break on the stairs, and they're both tired, and they're talking. And Karis asks, "Why this girl?"
2: So wait, so because remember they're in the room, and he says. We should take a break before we do again, before we go again, or something like
0: that. Yeah, because Karis has a look on his face like defeated. We gotta do more of this shit. Yeah. So then, the, yeah, he goes, "Why this girl?" And Marin says, "The point is despair, to reject the possibility of God and that the possibility that God could love us, because <whistles> it makes you think if God will let this happen to this girl." Mm-hmm. what the fuck kind of God is that? That he's going to let her suffer like this at the hand of his enemy, mm-hmm. you know? So then Maron says, excuse me, and he goes into the bathroom, and he's physically fucked. Like, he's having problems. He's taking out his... He's taking out his medicine mm-hmm. in his little tin, and his hand's all shaking. He's trying to get it open. He's trying to take one of his heart pills. So then Karis, while Marin's in the bathroom... Karis goes back into the room where Reagan's at and he sits down. And um <laughs> when he walks into the room, this is so creepy. He sees his mom on the bed.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the way they did the lighting and the glow around her and everything and the look on her, dude, that was fucking that was scarier than Reagan to me. And I think it's because I'm afraid of old people.
2: But if you look, it tried to it, it showed her as pure.
0: Yes. She's
2: she's like you yeah. know what you know yeah. what you see. Right. You, you know what you see because what so you think see. Maybe that
0: was God trying to reassure him that your mother's not sucking cocks in hell. I think, look, <laughs> like seriously.
2: And, and and the reason I say that is because like she looked like how she was sitting. She, she It's almost like there's a circle. She's she like.
0: It's all right, Dimmy. I'm not sucking the cocks in hell. It's, she's he's okay. But she's not dirty. I'm sucking the cocks in heaven. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's clean.
2: Um and she she didn't look scared, but she right. you could see she looked just she was there. Right. So I, I, I took and that She
0: did have kind of a peaceful look on her face, but it was haunting.
2: But it's it's but she's in Again, a pure. Right. It looked like that was the first thing I noticed. Well, then like, not mm. for
0: long because then it goes back to Reagan, right? And she's using his mom's voice, and she's like, "Why do you do this to me, Demi? Me why I am afraid?" And he's take, trying to take her vitals and check her heart,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then Marin comes in.
2: And do you think he was playing on his fears?
0: Oh hell yeah! Right, right then and Fuck there, yeah. Because he
2: still has not said her middle name.
0: Right. Remember, he asked. Oh, wait. I think he did, actually. He, when he was praying, he said it. She. He says? He did say it. Okay. But I mean, he comes in, and he's taking her vitals, and he goes, what's going on? And he goes, and he was like, it's her heart. Mm-hmm. Her heart's about to give out. Like She right. can't take anymore. Right. And she's still talking like his mom, and she's like, oh, give me. And finally, Ka- Karis loses. It. He goes, you're not my mother. <laughs> ah, you're not my mom. He breaks. Right. Yeah, he's totally snapped now. So then there's a low growling, and um, Marin tells Karis to get the fuck out. He's like, "Get out of here." It's like you were saying, if there's any doubt, mm-hmm. I don't want you with me. Mm-hmm. That that's totally what's it's so cool because that was part of your story. Yeah, it's totally what K- Marin is doing here. Karis, get the fuck out of here. You're more of a you're more of a liability than an asset mm-hmm. at this time.
2: Because now you're in my way.
0: Right. So then there's the low growling coming from Reagan, and Marin is in there by himself with Reagan, and he pulls out the crucifix and the holy water, and he's standing by the bed, and she's just kind of dumb to do to do and he's praying and he's dousing her with the holy water, and he's saying the Lord's prayer so Karis is sitting downstairs, and Chris comes out and she's like, "Is it over?" And he's like, Pff, "No and um,
2: is it over
0: right?" So then, this is where things change for Karis. Chris asks him, "Is she gonna die?" And he gets this look on her on his face. He tells her, "No, she's not gonna die." But his face changes. Right there's now a resolve. Like you know what?
2: I got a I got a thing. I got it. I got it. I have had
0: enough. And he goes back upstairs. And as he's going upstairs, the doorbell rings, and Chris goes to answer, and, and it's Lederman. Mhm-. so then Karis goes back in the room, Marin's laying across the bed, and he's fucking dead. Here's the thing: I don't think Reagan killed him; he had a heart attack he had a heart attack and died, and she just wa- i mean she watched him die. She raised no hand to help him, and she's sitting over in the corner, content she's actually got this look on her face, like, damn, yeah. Like, I thought this was going to take more than that. You know, like, that was easy. But didn't she have kind of of confounded look on her face? Like, I really wanted to do more to him than this, you know?
2: Like, again, it was content.
0: Yeah. So then...
2: uh, Because her her hands are still tied, right? If I'm not
0: mistaken? They're still bound? I don't think so. Okay. Because... When he looks over and she's laughing, she's like this. <laughs> oh, I
2: thought I, I
0: thought she was possibly. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know, but um,
2: because the way she's sitting on the bed, you she could has, be right. You she could has be right. Her, I don't really remember her postures. Like, I I noticed her posture because right. again she's sitting there, she's like She's kind of
0: sitting up against the bedpost, like, sup.
2: Look, and I've seen that. I've seen that.
0: Oh yeah, posture before. Like you can't do shit. Eh. Yeah. So, Karis is looking around, and he sees her, and then he sees that. Father Marin's dead, and he flips out, and then she starts giggling. Tee hee tee. And he loses. He goes, You son of a bitch! And he attacks Reagan.
1: (laughs) Yo, I laughed. I know.
0: (laughs) And he throws her on the floor, and he's choking her, and he starts going, Come into me! Take me! Swear to me! Oh, wait, wrong movie. (laughs) He's like, Come into me! Come into me! So, okay. He's wearing that St. Joseph's. Mm-hmm. Coin thing around his neck as a chain. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and maybe this is my fucked up head, or maybe it's because it's late at night and I'm just free thinking here. Mm-hmm. This scene seemed very sexual to me. Gotcha. Let me tell you why. He's on top of her, and he's like, Come into me, come in. And she's like, kind of like clawing at him and kind of pawing at him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she reaches up and rips that thing off his neck like cuz that was the only thing keeping her out mm-hmm. and he just gave her permission to come in but it was almost like a it seemed it looked like a rough sex scene to me mm-hmm. like ripping the clothes off you know what i mean like ripping it out of your way like i don't it was very sexual to me gotcha but she reached up and like ripped that thing away and it was passionate <laughs> and then all of a sudden his face changes she is in him, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like and you
2: see the you see the face yeah,
0: and his face is all fucked up now and it's like, can you feel me? Can you feel me inside <laughs> you but anyway, I'm only half kidding there, like you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: so then Pazuzu is in Karis. Mm-hmm. and he looks around and they show the open window and then they show through his eyes looking down at Reagan, and he was gonna reach down to choker. Mm-hmm. And then Karis fights the demon and takes control of himself because you can see his face clears up, and it's Karis again, mm-hmm. and he runs and jumps out the window. <laughs> I'm taking you back to the Legion story in the Bible. Uh-huh. When, let us go into the pigs, mm-hmm. and then Jesus let them go into the pigs, what do they do? They jumped off the cliff and killed themselves. Mm-hmm. The minute Karis gets the demon inside him, he jumps out the window.
2: Because you you have to understand remember he's the one that checks her vitals right. she's
0: about to die Right. he knows that Yes. so instead of her and hearing her mom so distraught is she going to die he finally decided no she's not going to die
2: suicide right he, he knew He, knew what he had so
0: to then um, Lederman and, and Chris come busting in the room mm-hmm. Karis has already jumped out the window Reagan is collapsed on the floor crying in the corner and she's like mother mother she's all fucked up And Liederman's kind of looking around and like, what the fuck is going on? And then he goes over and looks out the window and there's Karis laying all bloody at the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. So then now people are running across. There's a big Afro dude that comes running. I thought his Afro was pretty cool. (laughs)
1: Right. From like a
0: gas station or something. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes running across. Cops start pulling up. Um, Karis is barely alive. Like, you think he's dead until you see him there with Father Dyer. Mm-hmm. And Father Dyer's trying to get him his last rites to make sure he gets into heaven, because that's a Catholic thing. Right? If you don't get your last rites, you don't, you end up in purgatory or whatever. So his fingers are barely moving. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Blink twice? Yeah, he's kind of squeezing thing. his hand. he's like, do you repent of your mortal sin, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, sque- you know, blah, blah, blah. So then he's dead, like Father Karras is done. So then um, they go to the next, like, however long later it's been, and they're moving out of the house. They show Reagan, and she's got some, like, bruising and, like, cuts on her face and stuff, but she looks kind of normal again. It just looks like somebody beat the shit out of her. Right. So then the nanny's, like, not going, and Chris is like, are you sure you won't change your mind? And she's like, I'm fucking sure. I'm not going anywhere with you fucking crazy people. She didn't say that, but I was like, of course she's not going to change her mind. Duh. Like, hell no. So then, um, I don't know if I would stay there either. <gasps> well, they weren't staying. They were all moving out. Oh yeah. But the, she was, she oh, wanted yeah, the they nanny the, to go with them. They were in the renter. Fuck
2: though. you. I'm not going with you guys.
0: <laughs> hell no.
2: I forgot that. Cause they were only there cause of the movie.
0: They were right. shooting the movie. Yeah. Then. So then the nanny tells Chris that she found that St. Joseph coin on the bedroom floor and she gives it to her, Mm -hmm. which is bullshit. That totally would have been police evidence. Anyway, and they hug and then they're loading everything up and Father Dyer is there outside and he comes up to Chris and Chris is like, Reagan doesn't remember any of it, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Right. So Reagan's face all scratched and bruised and she hugs Father Dyer and then they're getting in the car to drive away and then the car stops. And Father Dyer goes over there, and Chris gives him the medallion. She's like, I think you might want this. So she gives it back to him. So then they're driving away, and he can see Reagan in the back window, and she waves goodbye. And Father Dyer starts to walk away. Now, had this been a modern movie?
2: They had imposed the face.
0: Yeah, she'd have been like, ah, or something at the end, right, mm, right at the end. Cliffhanger. And, and he would have been like, no. Like on Ghost Ship. Right. No! So then the last shot is of the stairs, and he runs into Liederman. And Liederman asks how the girl is, and he's like, she's fine, blah, blah, blah. And she he's just like, left. Yep. He just missed them. And he's like, well, I guess it's back to business as usual, you know? And he goes, you like movies? You want to see a movie? Yeah, and, he, and it's funny, because then he asks him what movie is, and he tells me he goes, I've seen it, which is the same thing that Caris told him. Mm-hmm so then um he's like you want to grab some lunch or something they kind of wander off together and then they roll credits and that my friends at the 548 mark is the exorcist we hope we scared the living shit out of you on this episode hopefully i am going to cut this in half so you're probably listening to the second half now Oh, it's gonna be two three hour episodes. That's fucking awesome. For sure, we killed that shit. Damn right. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about though. Damn right. I knew,
2: and we were look clearly. We had way. You and way I have been
0: talking about doing a story episode for a while, and I knew that shit was gonna go long. Right. I knew.
2: And those are those are you know little slashes and tidbits of dude that ain't even half. That right. I haven't
0: even scratched the surface of my stories. Right. Yours either. Right. We could probably do a whole podcast on. It, I guess if we wanted to, but. That's another story for another day. Yeah. Let's do some BBG meter here. Well, first off, uh scale of 1 to 10. What do you give the movie?
2: To be honest, it's an 8.
0: Nice. I, I give it yep. I give it an 8. I agree with that. It's got a little bit of everything in it. Yes. Um it's a little slow going at first, mm-hmm. but once you've watched it a few times and you know what's going on, it keeps your interest more cuz you start looking into things differently.
2: Even even with hmm. it being so slow, it's still right. one of those like this is. It's just that it's
0: a slow burn that makes the last twenty or thirty minutes totally worth it. It's though. it's
2: a, it's it's the, you know the metaphor that people use with the fucking roller coaster.
0: Right. The other movie I'm going to warn you and right then, away. Just, the other movie that's like this that we're going to cover is the audition, which is right there. Gotcha. Um, it's a Takashi Miki film, mm-hmm. one of my favorite directors. Um, but it's a very very slow burn mm-hmm. that makes the whole last ten minutes totally worth it though.
2: And the crazy thing is however long you know that that last so right after the you know spider crawl the crab crawl or whatever right, right after that that's probably what 40 minutes
0: probably like cuz that's the breaking point in the movie like all the normal shit is over now mm-hmm. nothing that happens from now on is going to be normal
2: and it's it's like holy shit it, right. it's legitimately it's that roller coaster tick yeah. tick 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 and then
0: yeah you got two loops you right. know what
2: i'm saying and the loop <laughs> so yes I, I give it an
0: eight nice i agree with that i give it an eight too good it's i'm boring. like i think there's it's I a think, classic i think there's enough people i don't think there's any plot holes really really people still call this the scariest movie ever made and dude this movie haunted my dreams as a kid because I never saw the whole thing. I just got a quick glimpse of her face a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've told you the story. My cousin and I snuck into the living room while his parents and my parents were watching it, mm-hmm. and we were like four or five years old, you know? And it scared. And, you know, we got chased out of the room. And we were like, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> the minute the lights got turned off for us to go to sleep, that face was right in my face oh, in the shit. dark. And I'm like, ah! Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that one. <laughs> so uh b b g meter what you got um so
2: blood um
0: dude i' almost, yeah the blood and the blood that was there was well used right, and disturbingly so
2: mm-hmm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go six
0: i would give the blood yeah um the uh we talked about uh
2: Especially even just that little, just a little, you know,
0: right. That's that, it was so realistic that yes. it gets a six for the realism. Yes. And, um, and it
2: was done well
0: on the booby factor. Other than Chris had pretty bouncy little boobies. They did that shit on purpose too. <laughs> the dress of the shirt she was wearing. They, mm-hmm. they, I feel like they accentuated that on purpose, which was really weird. So we have Virgin Mary titties. Yeah, we did have Virgin Mary titties. <laughs> Hail Mary.
2: And there was a little blood on them too. Right. Like, oh no. Um, to be honest, I'm like, there's really no boobs, so yeah. I'm gonna go
0: a uh, one. Maybe a one. Yeah. Thanks for bouncing um, around. Right. It was, you know, it was right.
2: enough. You know, got your your heart racing a little. And
0: then there were really any guts.
2: Um, no.
0: So we were high on the blood meter. That's mm-hmm. a good thing.
2: And and to be honest, even with the blood, you know, I kind of associate the puke yeah. you know the uh, yeah, i'm going to say i'm going to say bodily function and it was well
0: done to where it was a gross factor but it wasn't overdone right you know what i mean uh, cuz they could have made the mistake of, of way going overboard it, and i don't think they did mm-hmm. i think a lot of people think they did for that time period but for thinking about it now it's kind of tame
2: when did and and uh when did uh, evil dead come out uh
0: 1981 okay 79. 79. Okay, so Evil it's, Dead 2 is 81.
2: So, 70. Okay, so we're by then a little more progressive with Glenn. Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think a lot of his stuff was inspired by The Exorcist, a lot of stuff they did in that movie. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But the cool thing about The Exorcist is <clears throat> The Exorcist is for demonic possession movies mm-hmm. what George Romero's Night of the Living Dead was for zombie I'm movies. was quintessential. It sent the precedence mm-hmm. for what a zombie was. There were no zombies like that before Romero did Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. In this case, there were no possession movies really until The Exorcist. And then there's a couple of really good Italian ones that kind of, there's one they call The Italian Exorcist that's called Exorcism. Mm-hmm. It's a Paul Nashee film. Excellent. I own it on DVD. It's so fucking good. So, uh, like I was but it kind of opened the floodgates to this kind of movie.
2: So uh, Incarnate so i i briefly talked about incarnate when you were asking you know on one of the podcasts you're like what movies have you watched oh uh, yeah, yeah so it's almost the same same thing i mean all the way down to everything right like it is it like
0: and it gave you badass it set the it set the stage and the precedent for all of the groundwork for every exorcism movie there has to be proof there has mm-hmm. to be two priests there has to be this there has to be that and it's all i i don't know what's actually catholicism and what's exorcism movie mm-hmm. as far as exorcism goes now mm-hmm. that's why i really like the movie stigmata because it's an exorcism movie without all the hype of the real blah, it doesn't get gory or disgusting or bloody or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's done really well it's a really, really good movie.
2: You know, it, you know, it kind of, um, kind of, Colt tells this just a little bit. What's that? Fallen with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah.
0: Time, Time is on my side. Yes, yes, it is. That movie got me. Yeah. Because you forget, he tells you the whole thing in the beginning. He goes, "Let me tell you about the day I almost died." Mm-hmm. And then you forget that he said that. And then at the end of the movie, when the cat's running, I was like, remember, I said, I almost, almost died. And are like, oh, fuck. Because Denzel went through a lot of trouble to get out there by himself so he could kill himself and kill him. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I think I have that movie, and I would love to cover it. Yeah. That would have been a good companion piece to this, I think, a little bit.
2: Like, it, it's it's legitimately one of those things to where you're like... Fuck. Right.
0: You're, you're a are really, right. I'm really liking that idea of doing companion movies like we did with Ghost Ship and mm-hmm. Event Horizon. And I my mindset's kind of there right now. Got like you. today at work, mm-hmm. I listened to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm immediately followed it up with sergeant pepper by the beatles nice those two albums go hand in hand undeniably they're about a year or two apart Mm -hmm. and but they both bands were at the same place creatively when they did those albums they sound very similar one's an american version of it one's a british version of it Mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome it's chocolate and peanut butter all goddamn day long that's badass yeah totally speaking of chocolate and peanut butter it's time to check out what we're doing next time You're welcome.
1: You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children.
2: You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, sh- I guarantee you that. Trick our Hey, Mr. Cochrane. just what is the final process? Fellas, oh, I was just kidding! You.
1: Witchcraft. Oh. To us, it was a way of controlling Season our environment. Hey! <laughs> Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Caucus. Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all.
2: Operator, this is an emergency.
1: (laughs) I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it.
2: You've got to believe me! They're going to kill us. All of us.
1: Stop it! Oh, yeah. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it!
0: Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. Season of the Witch. Oh my god, it's finally here. It's almost time. Remember to watch our podcast at 9 o'clock and don't forget to wear your mask. Damn. That rings a little bit too true now. Damn. Fuck, guys. We're doing Halloween goddamn three. Can <laughs> you believe it? I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One of you guys figured that out early and you know who you are. But, uh, dude, yeah, next time don't miss it this is it we're gonna break this one into two parts so to make it easier for you guys to listen to because we're at six hours right we're at six goddamn hours roman that's badass. that's fucking awesome we talked for six hours craziness that's badass so i'm gonna leave you guys i did not start the music yet because i want you to get the whole effect of what i'm about to play um I am Jasperino. Thank you guys for hanging with us. We hope we scared the shit out of you. These were actual life experiences of Roman and myself. Mm-hmm. We have way more than that. So we'll be sharing that on some later episodes. Yeah. But for now, sweet dreams. Sleep tight if you can. I won't be. But uh, I am Jasperino. This is 700 Tapes Podcast. On behalf of my co-host with the most, Mr. Roman Alvarado, we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side enjoy some lords of acid Mm